grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. Welcome in. It is episode number 121 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event, vent, vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. Happy uh, Fourth of July week, boys. Uh, good to see uh, Aaron and hear AJ, who's uh, back home in Orlando right now. But we got a lot to do on this week's show. A little bit later on in the program, we're talking to the dude who I swear to God is the hottest performer right now in all of professional wrestling. There is no one that has the heat of our guest, the progressive liberal Daniel Richards who is coming to Nova Pro Wrestling, and name one pro wrestler right now that's being covered by literally every major media outlet in the country. Yeah, correct. That's what's going on with Daniel Richards. So we'll talk to him a little bit later on in the show. But, boys, it is a pay-per-view week, and that means we've got to make some picks. And uh, we bumped this guy the last time he was scheduled to be our guest picker. Um, we frankly we did better. Vernon Davis. AJ, what's the update? <laughs> this is what it is. It's what it is. Uh, he knows. Um, AJ, is there an update on Vernon Davis and when if he's actually going to sing and pay off this bet? He will. Vernon's not the kind of guy to watch on a bit. All right. Uh, All right. I haven't talked to him about it, but I know when when I see him in in Fairfax, he'll be down. All right. Very good. I mean, in, uh, in training. In camp. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll deal with that then. But in the meantime, uh, let us welcome in our unofficial fourth mic here on Jobbing Out, and a man that was so angry that we got that he got bumped, that he went and started a rival competing wrestling podcast because That's he was right. so pissed off that we bumped him. We, we got to talk about this, Migs. What, what, what's up with that? This is your home. This is your wrestling Steve, home right here. He is Steve Migs, by the way. Okay, first of all, man, beast, it's nice to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Steve Miggs knows. It was great when, dude, when you bump me, I'm like, what the hell? Vernon Davis, I go on his Twitter, I'm like, oh, he only has 1.95 million followers. Like, yeah. It kind of pale in comparison to him. Dude, honestly, like, I, I still, whenever I tell anyone, hey, if you want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, I always send them your way because my wrestling podcast has nothing to do with reviewing, analyzing storylines or anything like that. It's really just, you guys are going to laugh, but it's uh, it, 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 it's just a long-form interview with wrestlers, and it's selfishly, it's about my journey in learning to become a wrestler. I'm talking to wrestlers about my journey in becoming a wrestler. So that's really what the podcast is about. Of course, Steve, oh, not, cool. not only does he do mornings out in Seattle, but you're also now working with the guys up at Defy, who, by the way, blowing up. Shit, man. Like, yeah, that title belt is so sick, bro. Dude, how dope is that title? I know it turned out great. How about it showed up in the mail the day of our 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 of the five five, which is when we were going to crown the champion. So up until that day, we had no idea whether or not the title belt was going to show up in time. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it, that's how it's good going into a title belt. Did Did you guys right. see see the name for one of their future shows? 
Mm, I did not. Yo Defy Graps? No! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Really I need that great. shirt. That's I really need great. that shirt. That's really great. I, I'm assuming we'll be making shirts for that, and if we do, I'll, I'll get you guys all hooked up. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we, <laughs> again, Migs, your podcast is Migs versus the World of Wrestling. Yeah, um, and the most current episode right now I have is uh, Chris Jericho and Corey Taylor from Slipknot. We shit. we did a radio <laughs> festival for KSW, and uh, Fozzie and Stone Sour on the bill, so... I convinced the two, well, my music director, Ryan Castle, did all the legwork, which was really cool of him. But we were able to get the two of them in a room with me, and we just... Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, we had the progressive liberal on this week. Way bigger than Chris Jericho. (laughs) Let's be clear here. I mean, at this point in time, he actually is. He might be hotter at the moment, but still. Like, let's not let's not uh, say anything great. We had Josh Matthews, who was great. Who was great. His shelf life might not be as long as Chris Jericho. Maybe not quite. Yeah, you're right. Maybe not quite. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, People, it's on iTunes, right? That's where, is that the best place for people to find it? Yeah, it's on iTunes. Just look for Migs versus the World of Wrestling. We've had uh, Cole Cabana on it, Joey Ryan. I think this Friday, I'm trying to put them out every Friday. We're going to have uh, Angelina Love uh, on because she was just here for Defy as well. Kofi Kingston's been on, Kyle O'Reilly. It's really fun, and, and, and for the most part, it's just a chance for me to show how interesting wrestlers are because as I think you guys would agree, wrestlers and their stories are probably some of the most interesting stories you'll ever hear oh, because no, no. they do some Weird yeah. shit throughout the day. If if Joey Ryan to some yesterday. Yeah. If Joey Ryan's gonna be a regular for Defy, we are going to need you to get him on our show because I sure. I am all in. I am <laughs> all in on Joey Ryan right now. Like I'm a huge, huge fan. Um okay. So you guys know how this works. We pick the pay per view. Oh, by the way, and as we said before, let's make this very clear. You may subscribe to Mig's podcast, and I want you to. <laughs> But, but you have you, to listen to our show first. You may not pick Migs over us, no matter where you are in the country. I don't care if you're the big, the biggest Migs file on the face of the planet in the Pacific Northwest. You may not choose him over us. The, two Christmases are better than and one. If you, and if you do, you and Migs are dead. It's true. If any single person Jump chooses ship, Migs yep. over us, we will stop talking to Migs. That's just the way that it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's, we, Look, we can't we can't piss off the man beast. I mean, I mean, we can't piss off the man beast. <laughs> Do you see my tweet? Every time Michael Cole refers to Rhino as the man beast, I swear to God, I'm just like, ah! oh, right, he's talking about him. Not me. Oh, yeah, okay, my bad, my bad. You need to trademark it and sue them, right? <laughs> and how dare Rhino think that he's the man beast? Alicia, Alicia Fox, Fox clearly. Said, I am the man beast, which is very, very well known. All right, so we're gonna make our picks for uh, Great Balls of Fire. I can't stop giggling. Uh, but we need a bet, obviously. We need a bet. Now, um, we could do, and, and look, it would be very simple, very easy if we just made the bet as simple as saying, loser has to sing Great Balls of Fire, right? Like, that would be very easy to do. I, we might end up doing that, but I'm going to toss out one other idea that I had, okay? Um, I see hot on the balls. Uh, no, I don't think that's a good idea, and I'm not going to do it, even if I lose. I'm, there's no chance yeah, that I, I'm doing that. I've done it I, before on accident, and it's miserable. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it intentionally, and it's the worst experience I've ever had. <laughs> Why would you do that intentionally? <laughs> Did you lose a bet? Uh, but, uh, some icy hot type company sent a bunch of these like little mini deodorant sticks ah. of icy hot to okay. the station. And I thought it'd be fun to <laughs> apply it to see what it feels like. Yeah. And I kept applying it until it kicked in, and it was miserable. <laughs> He said, he said, he I thought, thought it would be fun. Be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I was the brightest individual, guys. 
Okay, so the idea I did have, though, <laughs> But, is, dude, real quick, I had it, and I, I thought it would be a good idea to wash it off, and so I'm in the station's kitchen, in the station's bathroom, <laughs> trying to apply it. And a sales guy walks in as I'm putting water on my, my balls, and I'm like, ah, can we not tell HR about this? <laughs> God damn it. I need a job at KISW. Like, I need air to breathe right now. Like, I need to be out there. Um, the idea that I had, uh, I've done it. I found out that AJ's done it. I don't know about you two boys. I have never done it. Are you familiar with, with cupping, uh, Steve Miggs? Do you know what cupping is? Oh, isn't that like where, like, you go to, like, it's almost like a form of vacuum, uh, like acupuncture? Right. Correct. And essentially okay. what it does is it, is it leaves giant red circles all over your body or balls of fire, if you will, right? And then you look like a mongoloid or like Michael Phelps did when he was in the Olympics because he was getting cupped all the time. So my thought would be the loser has to get cupped and post shirtless photos of these great balls of fire all over their body on social media. That would be my suggestion. So wait, putting Icy Hunt on the balls is a bad idea, but going to get cupped is a good idea. I'm not getting cupped on my balls, Migs. <laughs> I mean, it's slightly different. Like I was afraid. I was afraid when you first said cupping that I was thinking about what you just said, but I was afraid that you were thinking about two girls, one cup. Oh no! Oh, no. No. No, no, absolutely no. not. Lord, no. God, no. Um, no. Although, no. Uh, <laughs> so, just like Titanic, that's a movie I've never finished. <laughs> you know what's funny? They actually both end the same way. It's a weird thing. It's so weird. Jack dies in both movies. It's just a strange Just as much heartbreak. Yeah. I'm pretty sure James Cameron directed both. <laughs> so is everybody good with cupping? I just I wouldn't know where to do it. Like we can get you, we can find somewhere that you can get it done. I when I had to get it done the first time, I literally just called the Under Armour facility and they were like, yeah, you can come over here and you can do it. So we can find somewhere for you to get the cupping done. That's not going to be a problem. I'm assuming that AJ, you could get it done in like the Redskins facility or whatever. Correct. Um, I'm assuming that somebody and, and by the way, Aaron, you also work for the Redskins, so I'd imagine that like we could probably cook. Dude, that they up. hate us over there. Well, <laughs> easy. I just think we. Can, <laughs> I think yeah, they we, definitely would not let uh, someone who's not on the team. I think if or there was a publicity angle, I think if there was a publicity angle to it, we could probably work something I 100%, out. 100%, Maybe I 100% not know. at the facility, AJ, but perhaps. I hundred percent know that is not going to happen. I think. Wait, we, so that's even an option at the facility that players could get cupped. Yep. Does anybody choose to do that? Uh, some guys, yeah. It's not pleasant, man. Like, it is not a pleasant like experience. Some guys like bad backs or bad legs. Like, uh, some guys get on, like, like, their calves and whatnot. All right. As long as I can provide you somewhere to get cupped, are you good with it? If Miggs is okay with it, I'm in. Steve Miggs? You know, there's tutorials on YouTube. I probably could do it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually prefer it that way. I would prefer it if you did it I mean, that way. I have fire and a mason jar in my house. I think I can figure this out. Done. We're done. We're, this is even better. This is so much better than I thought it was going to be. So everybody else can just go get cups, but Steve Miggs is going to cup himself, which is not what you think it is, um, but it's going to be great. So that's that's how we're doing this. Just turn your head and cough. <laughs> exactly. All right. Sunday night, great balls of fire. We're headed to Dallas on uh, the WWE Network and pay-per-view. 
Uh, Aaron Oster, what is our first match? As always, uh, oh, what are our rules with Migs? Because he's not really a guest. He'll, he'll, he'll start and then we'll rotate. Well, he just gets in the rotation. Yeah, right, he'll, he'll start we'll rotate. Right. Um, Eight-match card, shockingly big match uh, cards, and no room for Finn Balor as of now, which is... Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're, Finn Balor's going to have a match with, with Elias Sampson, right? On the I don't know if they have room for it. There's eight I, matches already. I'm pretty sure they'll figure eight out. Eight matches, way. including a 30-minute Iron Man match. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the first well, match. Well, Aaron, well, Glenn's getting his wish because Glenn said he hated the fact that Finn Balor was wrestling a lot. I admitted that I didn't understand Finn why Balor. I didn't like it. <laughs> so weird. now he's getting his wish. I'm not even getting it. I'm not even getting the thing that I don't want. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it will be weird though that since he came back, he'll only be on one out of three pay-per-views. If that if this does hold up, but we'll find out. Anyways, pre-show match. We got the cruiserweight title on the line as Neville defends against Akira Tozawa. All right. Um, Steve Next. Miggs, yeah. I'm, I'm going with Neville keeping the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, AJ? As am I. I think, I think that this feud has a little more juice, and I, especially with how Titus Worldwide has been working, but I don't, I don't, I don't see Neville dropping this at all. Could you imagine if they had him lose his first match after they had him beat Austin Aries three goddamn times? Right. No. Neville's winning. Neville's winning this right. one. Next. Next, we have Enzo Amore versus Big Cass. Mm, mm. So uh, AJ goes first. Uh, I think this should be a better match than people are expecting it to be, but uh, uh, Big Cass wins. Yes, Big Cass has to win. Like you can't do this if you're unless unless for some reason I, I could see a situation where Enzo wins by roll up and mm-hmm. then Cass just beats the shit out of him after and then the beats match. him at SummerSlam. I hear you. Yeah. I just don't think you can do this if you don't. I, I. Here's something that was brought up to me recently. Is there any chance – we talked about recently about how the relationship thing works for, like, if you're married, they try to keep you on the same show. Is there any thought that they did all of this to try to get Cass off of Raw because they wanted him to be able to work with his wife once – or it's not his wife. But Girlfriend. Married, right? But, like, they wanted to be be able to travel together and they wanted to get him onto SmackDown. My gut is no. Like, why wouldn't it, you just bring both of them? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that was brought up to me, that's all. But anyway, yes, I'm big Cass. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn on the. I, I'm wondering if they might do the roll up and then you save the well, the blow up for SummerSlam here. The other possibility is I could see them. You, you have Cass win here and then you have Cass Big Show at SummerSlam. Right, that's what you, I think you, they're gonna do. And I I think that that's the more likely way to go. And then maybe you know Cass destroys Enzo here, Enzo disappears, Enzo shows up again after SummerSlam. So you keep the feud going and maybe you know Enzo gets a little bit at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards Cass here. I think both of them have brought out the best in each other. I actually give a shit about the two characters, which I kind of lost interest in in a while, but I'm, I'm with you guys. Big cast wins. But you uh, guys also, uh, just to point out what Glenn was saying earlier, I could, I think that that could be the case if they wanted to split them up because if you really think about it, Cass's character doesn't, he can't reach his full potential on the same show as Braun Strowman. A. True. B. Uh, Carmelo's has the money in the bank. On SmackDown, and that works much better with Big Cass than it does with. Oh well, and uh, also James Ellsworth uh, with, just got suspended. Yeah, and he also just yes, got suspended for thirty days. James I mean, Ellsworth just got suspended, and I'm expecting Enzo to eventually make his way to the cruiserweight division. So it, in which is on Raw, so it just makes a lot of sense. I mean, I just I, again, I don't know anything. I'm not. This is not. This is something that somebody brought up. I don't remember who it was that brought it up to me, frankly, but just said, "Hey, do you think there's any chance this is really about?" 
you know, they kind of have a policy where they're letting couples stay on the same show together. And we brought it up. We brought up this was the one, right? Right. Like when we talked about this topic a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, this was the only relationship that we could come up with. And again, the difference being they weren't married. That um, like the the two aren't on the same show. Right. And so, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. And it just happens to be that James Ellsworth is suspended for 30 days. Like, oh, who might slide in? Like, just interesting. That's all. Next. Uh, We have The Miz defending the IC title against Dean Ambrose. Uh, I'm first. Um, You know, it it feels like a place where Dean Ambrose should win. Like, this feels like the spot in the feud where you should give Ambrose a win. But that involves Miz not having the title. And he's got an entourage and, like, the... It just doesn't feel like he should be dropping a title right now. I don't know. Um, I think they're continuing this through SummerSlam, and so I think they're going to have Ambrose win here. I think they're going to hot shot it. I think they're going to have Ambrose win here, and I think they're going to have Miz win it back at SummerSlam. So I'm going to take Dean Ambrose here. Um, the one thing that goes to your, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Miz here, but the whole Maurice thing where they, they yeah, kind of tease her, and then for the past two weeks she's just been back and kind of fine with everything. Right, like, that's been a little bit weird and makes me wonder if they Well, just the fact that they haven't really. It's literally every woman ever. Well, let's go. Okay, not. weird in good storytelling. Let's put it that every, way. <laughs> every woman ever gets mad about something and is mad for like two or three weeks. And then they're like, fine. They're like, still pissed off, but they'll just put on a good front. I know my my lady does it. I know, I know Glenn's lady does it. Well, I don't even think she lasts two to three weeks. Yeah. I think she gets mad for like an, an hour. hour. Yeah. And she's like, what were we fighting about again? I'm like, I don't remember. You know, yeah. It's more of that. Fine. It's not great storytelling when she's suddenly okay with it again. No, I think what you're saying is it could be foreshadowing. It could right? be foreshadowing. Like, I, I think that you you've done it so it's now a surprise again when she will yeah. potentially. That being said, I, I think they want The Miz to be champ going into SummerSlam. Maybe he drops it at SummerSlam to whoever, but I think going into SummerSlam with the extra publicity, it's great having Miz with the belt, being able to do the rounds and everything else. Plus, Miz is great, and he should be champion. I agree with Thus, that. Thus, I'm going uh, with Miz here. I'm going with The Miz. I think The Miz Taraj is going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't foresee Dean, Dean Ambrose winning it. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm on Team Miz. All right, good. This is how I'm going to be able to... Y'all boys can enjoy your red circles all over your weird bodies. All right? You go <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, we got the women's title as Alexa Bliss takes on Sasha Banks. That's you. That's me. Um, I think that it's going to be some sort of disputed finish. That, that's the one thing. Could this end in a DQ? Alexa's retaining the title here. She's carrying it into SummerSlam probably for that triple threat match. Uh, the only question is, could this somehow end in a DQ? But I don't think so. I got Alexa winning. So same here. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going to stay the Raw Women's Champ. I should have asked Sasha what's going to happen when when she was here yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even had a chance to talk about that yet, right? Like you, we get this hot text from from AJ who's like, "Oh, by the way, uh, Sasha's coming to my house for the Fourth of July," and I'm just like, "Well, go f yourself, go yeah. f yourself." And, and we weren't invited. Yeah. I'm kind of bitter well, about no, it. I'm really mad because like I, AJ like a month ago was like, "Hey, if you guys want to come down for the Fourth of July, you can." And I like ran it by my wife, and she's just you know. Kids, the kids, <laughs> like it's just not happening. And so now, so did she come? Did did she come over? Yeah, it was uh, Sasha and Kalista were here yesterday. I am. More what kind of dish did? What kind of dish did they bring? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. They didn't bring one. They what? Do they bring beer? Do they bring anything? No, I, I I told them. I told everybody they didn't have to bring anything. It was I had more Dude. than enough stuff here. 
I, you still got a brain. But I would have just liked to know. Like I would, if you had told me that like Sasha made an amazing potato like, salad yeah, or right? something like, like that, I'd be really, I'd be really excited. <laughs> no, we were just taking. We were, we did like me and Sasha did at least probably ten Jello shots yesterday. Jesus Christ! What's your go-to flavor on Jello shots? Uh, I had uh, I had uh, red, white, and blue Jello shots. Oh, oh there yeah, you go. Okay. Okay. Now here's the other so, question. So yeah. so Aaron, uh, when we got this text, Aaron said back, "Don't be a mark," and you said. <laughs> Well, they're gonna see my man cave, and I'm probably gonna watch SmackDown. So, one, did they <laughs> did they see the man cave? What was their reaction? And did you literally watch SmackDown with Kalisto and Sasha Banks at your house? Uh, yes, and yes, they walked, <laughs> they walked they walked into my house. They walked into my house. I showed them the tour, and I I showed them the man cave with all my like Mark stuff on the wall, and I was like and. Uh, Sasha literally said out of her mouth, we got a mark. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still cool. She, uh, she signed, cause you know, I have, um, from the, when you guys got me the legit boss necklace and the, and the glasses. That's right. Um, uh, the necklace is hanging on the wall. So she signed right by the necklace almost. Cause you know, everybody signs yep. the wall. You guys have signed the wall. Um, and she signed right by her necklace. And you know, I got my custom U.S. title. That's on my wall too, and Kalisto is a United, former United States champion, so he signed the belt. That's yeah. strong. Awesome. That's strong. That's yeah. awesome. Did they? And we all sat. We all sat in here in my. We all played rock band. Um, Who's the best at rock band? Who's good at rock I'm band? I'm sure neither of them are better than Migs and I, because Migs and I basically <laughs> right. are the we're greatest. Not. Yeah, we're pretty awesome when it comes to rock band. I mean, we're the Legion of Doom of Cal rock band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, no. Uh, they were all okay. They weren't, none of them were really great. Me and Brent Grimes, who plays cornerback for the Tampa Buccaneers. I'm not familiar with his work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's a, he's a defensive back for the NFL's, uh, Tampa Bay. But, not ringing the bell. But, uh, we were obviously monsters while playing. We were killing. I got 100% on, uh, singing Sensual Seduction, the Snoop Dogg song. Pretty good one. Uh, yeah. I also, I also got a bunch of 90. I'm just an animal. Me and Brent are both animals. We've spent way too many hours playing rock. <laughs> <laughs> but did but you, like, but uh, you guys watched SmackDown. You didn't watch SmackDown with them. No, we did. That's what I was going to say. So we did that and then we all came in my man cave and we watched SmackDown and no. just commentating. Talk about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. They were telling me about the wrestlers they like, like, as wrestlers and as people. And they were telling me about the wrestlers they don't like as wrestlers and people they don't like as people. And, you know, I, you know, uh, I'm not going to ex- Off the air, we'll have this yeah, conversation. Right? right? <laughs> I yeah. But it was still pretty, it was still pretty cool to That's hear their cool. insight. That's cool. Um, but unfortunately, during all this time, I never thought to ask Sasha was she winning on Sunday. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, I'm gonna I th- I'm good I think Alexa Bliss is gonna win but I think it's it's gonna the feud's gonna continue out of it. Yeah, I think Alexa Bliss is gonna win as well. The other important part about this, AJ, how would you feel if somebody invited you to their house on the Fourth of July? And they're like, dude, walk in here, and you just saw nothing but like Redskins and Maryland gear everywhere. Like, would would you? How would you react to that? You do realize that I've been to so many different people's houses that. All right, I guess that's yeah. true. All right, never mind. All right, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> You realize I've been to yeah. probably 
hundreds of houses where people had Marilyn gear. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Or even, right. or even pictures of me or my jersey, all that shit. That's that, a little weird. That would freak me out. That would freak me out. I'm just going to be honest. That would freak me out. People buy my jersey. It's just what they do. Because you're the main event. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, Migs, has you ever, wa- have you ever walked into someone's house that had their <laughs> your jersey? Your, your uh, show-worn T-shirts? <laughs> right. Jesus. All I could think of, one time I had a house party, and it was a, I called it a potluck party. It was basically either bring food or you bring pot. Pot, yeah. Like 420. And I had a former Seahawk come, and he came by. And, of course, I was like, before he came, I had to sweep the house and get rid of all, like, the Seahawks blanket. And the, like, <laughs> like, oh, this would be weird. And he showed up, and like a good guest does, I'm sorry to give Sasha and Kaliso a hard time, but he showed up with something, and it was a small bag of peanuts and a six-pack of beer. Granted, one of the beers were already drinking on the way there. <laughs> at least he showed up with something. I'm still really torn up about the fact that he didn't no, show I, up with anything. No, I told everyone, don't worry about bringing anything. That's the difference. Well, that was the last I, That was the last time that Miggs invited Marshawn Lynch to a party. <laughs> <laughs> he did say former yeah. seal, yeah. Yeah, a pack. I'm sure he showed up with a pack of... <laughs> Peanuts. <laughs> Air peanuts. All right. All right. To your, your 420 party. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest party ever. I, like, I mean, it sounds like it wouldn't there suck. no drama. Yeah. <laughs> they got into a fight. There wasn't a single fight at the 420 party. No. There uh, wasn't even a single conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, it was exactly the same way. They just played rock band all night. It was the exact same party as the one that AJ had yesterday. And they probably watched SmackDown. Oh, all right. Uh, what's next? <laughs> next, we got uh, Rollins and Wyatt. Megs, you're starting. Oh, man. Um, you know, I don't even get why this is even a feud going on. It kind of just crept up on me. I'm like, oh, they're having a match. Uh, I'm going with Bray Wyatt, though. Yeah, I'm going with Bray Wyatt as well. I mean, this is... I picked Ambrose, so I, like, I'm afraid I'm gonna pick too many, although I don't even know who the face is and Les, I guess Lesnar's the face in that match. I, ah, oh, god damn it. Yeah, I'll go Bray Wyatt as well. Yeah, I'm kinda torn just cause I've been picking nothing but heels so far, so yeah. that kinda, it, it should be Bray, but I'm worried just by how the card. Why, that, why? Why do we all think it should be Bray? Like, what is the reason for that? Why are we not... For, for the same reason we've always said it should be Bray, is that he needs But that's win, all he does is lose. So <laughs> why are we thing. picking Bray? <laughs> why would we ever pick Bray Wyatt to win a pay-per-view match? Like, what is wrong with us? We all just went around the table and we're like, oh, we'll just pick Bray Wyatt. It's, of course it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Have we not fucking paid attention to anything? He never wins! Except once. He won one time. He won once. But other than one time, he never <laughs> wins and yet we all just we all just like walked and we were like oh yeah bray wyatt of course because it should be bray wyatt what the fuck is wrong with us what? bray wyatt has probably won more pay-per-views than he's lost in the past year is that Ooh. true yeah. well he, he, he went through the fall he kind of you know he got a couple of the win over got Orton. a couple yeah he did win the survivor series I match AJ might be right all right maybe maybe but it's I just, I have, uh, like, uh, like our interview we've already done, peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, like some people like to say, you know, fact schmacks, but I like to point out the fact <laughs> that I was absolutely correct in this assessment and that you're overreacting. You don't know, you're just interview. saying that. You don't know that for sure. I'll pull up Bray Wyatt's pay-per-view record. You guys do whatever you're going to do. All right, uh, we are going on ah. to the, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the tag titles, as uh, Cesaro and Sheamus take on the Hardys in an Iron Man match. Mm. Uh, AJ. Uh, 
Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus win. Um, I, I, I don't know what the purpose would be of. I really, I just don't know what the purpose would be of having um, the Hardys get the belts back now. When like, if you want them to break, if you want to go that direction, that doesn't help. Why did you have them drop it? Yeah, I'm with you, Cesaro and Sheamus. I just, I feel like they want this match for SummerSlam. That, that's my one hesitancy. Could it be a draw? Could it be something? That's the thing that makes me kind of leaning towards the Hardys right now. Is that you know, the easiest way to get it is if the Hardys win the titles back and they have the blow off at SummerSlam. Um, draws possible. Uh, and you know what? I haven't picked any faces yet. I'm going with the Hardys here. All right, very good. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go with Sheamus and Cesaro on this one. All right. Um, so, by the way, I, I haven't gotten yet the win-loss record for the last year, but these are just a couple of notes that I've, I've already got. Do you know what his Bray Wyatt's all-time win percentage is in WWE? Not is, does this include not, house shows? House no, shows? this is TV. 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 Uh, it's got to be like 400. And this is not NXT. This is just yeah, WWE. It's got to be like 400, 450. Okay. There. Uh, AJ, you want to guess? I'm looking at it. Oh, you got it in front of you. Okay. Uh, Migs. Oh, man, I'm going 350. How about 29.6? Yeah. He's won 29.6% of the matches. It's not good. Um, but, ho, 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 but also, you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at. Don't leave out major facts here. Oh, yeah, pay-per-view, he has, yeah. He has a winning record on pay-per-view. Yeah, he's, he's all-time, he's 20 and 16 on pay-per-views. All-time 20 and 16 on pay-per-views. surprises me a little bit. Now, I just got it. They don't have him listed by pay-per-view, so I got to go find that somewhere in order to know what he's done last year. But all time now, some of that was in the infancy of the Wyatt family and all that. But anyway, that's just interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being a nerd right now. Uh, okay, we have. Uh, I just said I'm being a nerd when we're doing a wrestling uh, podcast. I was about to say we're, we're doing right. Jesus podcasts. Christ. We're all nerds. Oh, Lord. Some have WWE superstars hanging out at their house, but we're <laughs> <they're> all nerds. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Rain Strowman ambulance match. Glenn. <sighs> I mean. How can you have Roman Reigns be in the main event of SummerSlam if you have him lose this? How can you justify that? How can I get it? It's professional wrestling, and I'm being an asshole. You know, what I mean, like I understand, but still, how could you possibly have him lose this and then turn around the week later and be like, "But it's going to be Reigns, you know, Lesnar for the title at SummerSlam." I, you have to have him win this match. You have to. And there's no circumstance where he can lose this match. Roman Reigns is the winner. Yep. Yep, yep. I, I have basically nothing to add there. It's, it's going to be Reigns, Brock, at SummerSlam, and so Reigns wins. Uh, Migs? Uh, you know, it's an ambulance match, which makes me think that that makes it so that he's not being pinned. Uh, I'm going with Braun Strowman. Wow, wow. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm going with Roman Reigns, um, because he quote unquote. Is a face, and uh, it is a heavy heel pay per view for like picks and whatnot. Um, and I feel like the way that WWE sees it is if their top two quote unquote faces go over, every other heel can win. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Which, of course, brings us to you know the final one. Go ahead, uh, Brock and Joe. Um, it was interesting. I, I found that the the who's, set who's vacuuming. Which one of you has a vacuum? Is that a printer or a vacuum? Yeah, what is... No, it's a vacuum. My wife is vacuuming. We had a party yesterday. Well, I mean, but like, right now? 
I can't help that I have better equipment than you, and I'm in my man cave. Well, I can she's still hear her vacuum. She's in the other room. All right, like, all right. Even... I'm not. I'm not really mad about it. I just, <laughs> just it's what it is. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So there's that match. That what did you think of the the segment, the old dueling promo thing that they did? I thought that was interesting, especially with with Brock being so dismissive at the end. I mean, that's Brock. It, like, it's Brock. It, it just—it was interesting the way that they had been positioning him. You know, it, they kind of played up the respect thing, and then it was like, yeah, had Heyman laughing at Joe in the background. It was—it was a little weird, but you know, it was effective. They never really played up that Brock respected. Yes, Joe. true. They it was, it was Heyman. Heyman respected yes, Joe. Fair, yes. They've never really presented like Brock, Brock respects respect anybody, right? Nor Brock. should he, right? Uh, but it, it's Brock. It's Brock. As much as I'd love it to be Joe, and I hope that they can. You know, keep Joe right. credible ah, in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, please make it a real match. No suplex city. No, n- none of this. Let them just brawl for 15, 20 minutes and, and make him look good. That, that's what I want. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Uh, you can go to, you can have a suplex city match and still be close. Suplex city just means you get German suplexed a bunch of times. You can't, you can be German suplexed 25 times and still put on offense yourself. Yeah, I just I'd like the offense to be less gimmicky, less suplex city, and more kind of the old school Brock that you know the athletic brawler. Cause I get... Somebody, somebody <laughs> drilling <Sorry>. something? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, so, I, I, someone's making mixed the drinks the over there. Jesus. Yeah, well, if he's gonna vacuum, I'm cutting down some wood. For my <laughs> <laughs> just happened. What is really? What is that? <laughs> It was my chance. Oh, got you. All right. All right. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Make your pick. I'm going with uh, Brock Lesnar as well. All right. <laughs> the Brock hell is Lesnar. going on here? Yeah, Brock Lesnar. All right. Jesus Christ. This has been. Things are really falling <laughs> apart here. Um. All right. Uh. I don't. I. I don't know why they won't just list pay per views. I mean, it's gonna take me a minute to figure out what his actual record is over the last. What are you months. looking at right now? I'm looking at Pro Fight Database, which is the internet okay, wrestling. Okay. Click. Click. Uh, Meltzer rating because he'll that'll pull up all of the uh, pay per views. Well, you do it. I don't know what I'm doing. You do it. Anyway, <laughs> Migs, just save us. Uh, save us from our mixed drinks and vacuuming and and chopping wood and all the thing nonsense we're doing. <laughs> Um, uh, the plug. Do you, do you ever expect a normal episode? No, Lord, no. I, I mean, it's the most bizarre. Or in general. Right. Uh, what do you, what are we plugging for you? We, we plug the, the, the podcast, but plug it again and plug all your shit. Yeah, just, um, uh, Migs versus the World of Wrestling. Uh, lots of, uh, fun ones coming up from, uh, Angie and Love to, uh, Matt Cross to, uh, Bobby Fish, who's going to be joining me in a future episode as well. Who's now uh, NXT's own Bobby draw. Fish. Yeah. 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 That's yeah right. So that's good timing. Um, and, and other than that, you can just find me online. Just, you know, just I'm Steve Miggs on all the social media accounts. Love you, man. Um, we will definitely end up bumping you again in the future for somebody far better than you. But that's just the way that it is. That's just the way. I that hope it is. so. <laughs> uh, so it would be. What's the pay-per-view after SummerSlam? That would be the next one for Miggs. Or, oh, no, it's SummerSlam. SummerSlam would be the next pay-per-view yeah, for Yeah, SummerSlam's the one for Miggs. Well, look at that. It ended up working Ooh. out okay. This ended up working all right for you, that you end up getting the big one. So uh, we will we will talk to you. <laughs> Usually it's my wife. Hi. Oh my oh. God. Oh. It's because he's you saying did. he has a big one. Right. I understand. I understand Thank you, AJ. I appreciate was. you being able to spell it out for them. Jesus Christ. All right, buddy. Oh, Love geez. you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. There's Steve Mace. Um, Goodbye. I, yeah. I don't so, know. I don't know what just happened there. But let's let's try to get things back on track. We'll come back in. We will talk uh, about SmackDown next and what happened this week. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. And he's...
the main event. AJ Francis, this is jobbing out. Let the Aberdeen Ironbirds take all the stress out of planning your family's next night out. Introducing the Green Turtle Friends and Family Package. Get four Ironbirds tickets, four Green Turtle dinners, and four Ironbirds caps for just $49.96. That's a $208 value for $49.96. Purchase your Green Turtle Friends and Family Package online today by visiting ironbirdsbaseball.com. Your summer starts now. Charm City's newest football team, the Baltimore Brigade, are taking arena football to the next level at Royal Farms Arena. This is the first ever season, and you're going to want to be there for it all. Catch a great game with your family sitting close to the field, or get your night started with friends in the Bunker Party Zone. Baltimore Brigade football is high-speed, action-packed, non-stop excitement everyone can enjoy. Get your tickets now at BaltimoreBrigade.com or by calling 667-930-0200. Baltimore Brigade football presented by Med Star Hell, brick by brick. Back in here for segment number two, it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. Well, let's get into uh, SmackDown from this week. Before, we st- before, before oh. we do that. Before oh. we do that. I don't think there's anything else we need to cover. I'm pretty sure we can just go I right into SmackDown. Like, SmackDown. Was, during, oh, I'm sorry. During our uh, previous commercial break, I went and uh, decided to check out what exactly Bray, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's record was in the past calendar year. On pay-per-views. Ah, well, you know, it's really more of what's in your heart. <laughs> it's not. It really isn't. So in the past calendar year, Bray Wyatt has wrestled on nine pay-per-views, uh-huh. and he is five and four in those pay-per-views. Ah. However, however, two of those four losses are the Royal Rumble. Well, he, did he win? <laughs> and <laughs> the five-man uh, number one contender match uh, in the last pay-per-view. So... Two of his four losses are losses that well, they're losses. Really nobody, nobody really is like, oh. They're, they're embarrassing yeah, losses. It's, they're it's sad. Really it's sad. It's here's, sad. Here's a bunch of country before losing to Randy Orton, who was the first guy, uh, last guy he lost to in a singles match on pay-per-view. Who was the last guy? Kane. Well, obviously, you know it. You were looking right at it. Oh, is it, is it really? It's Kane. Oh, my God. Remember when Orton was concussed? Oh, because he had, yeah. yeah, I do remember that now. All right. I totally forgotten about that, though. We were all like, well, there's no way you can have him lose to Kane. Well, we didn't know Kane because we thought it was Orton at the time. Yeah, but when we talked about it, we were like, well, there's definitely no way. Like, if the, Well, remember, but remember, we didn't know about the match. They didn't announce the match before the oh, show. Oh, so maybe it was a week later that we were like, yeah. I can't believe they had him lose yeah, to Kane. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, I, you know what, AJ, the way that I see it, those are alternative effects. Because um, in my heart, the way that I see the world, Bray Wyatt always loses. So that's, I think, what matters the most. Well, if, if you look at is... the year previously, then yeah, you're pretty right there. <laughs> but All right, very good. Uh, speaking of uh, people that don't care about reality... Uh, we're going to talk to the liberal, cons- uh, li- oh, God, I was about to say the liberal conservative. So that would be a good, that would the be a good gimmick too. The progressive liberal will join us in our next segment who is, uh, the pro wrestler that everybody's talking about. He's coming to Nova Pro. Before that, let us indeed talk about SmackDown. Um, a few things to gather from this week's show. Uh, first of all, if you're not into Tanae Young, I've got <laughs> nothing for you. Tanae Young is amazing. Of course. Everything. The cut, the cut straight to Renee Young after that is oh, just, it was oh, beautiful. Amazing. 
I have something that I would like to address with you guys. Um, we okay. talked about a topic last week. We talked about heels doing heel things and faces doing face things, right? And then, AJ, you brought up that, like, look, this is the way the world is now. If you're a heel, whatever you do is a heel thing. If you're a face, whatever you do is a face thing. Like, that's the way that they're, um, they're treating the world. I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany this week. It's not really related to SmackDown necessarily, but, like, I had an epiphany this week. That actually explains everything about our country right now. <laughs> I mean, do you understand? Yes. That like no matter how awful, no matter how embarrassing something is that say our president does, if you've decided that he's the face, it's irrelevant. Correct. Yes. I mean, it's, no, I, 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 I think it was division. the New York Times that did an article like as his uh, campaign really went up, that basically said, the world is professional wrestling. Well, I mean, that's, I just realized, yeah. and that I wanted to get to this, it's all professional wrestling's fault. Yes. We don't care anymore. There is no good guy, bad guy anymore. We don't know what a good guy is supposed to do. We don't know what a bad guy is supposed to do. We don't know any of this stuff. I have no idea who's supposed to be a good guy and a bad guy. It's just, if I like you, then you're a good guy, and no matter what you do... You're a good guy. And if I don't like you, say, I'm just going to spitball, throw out a name, uh, Roman Reigns. Is that, is that is that a name? If I don't like you, no yes. matter what you do, it, you're a heel. You're a bad guy. It's, I don't know why I just had that epiphany this week after our conversation last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I don't really know why yeah. you just that it, epiphany yeah, this it, week, too, considering I've said the same exact thing about Roman really, Reigns for like two really years. Really hit me in the face. Really hit me right in the face. Anyway. Um, yeah, Tanae Young's amazing. And yes. if you don't like Tanae Young, I've got nothing for you. The Battle Royal itself. It was cool. It I like the fine. stories it told. It was fine. I don't like anything about finishing a Battle Royal with three faces all in the ring together. Like, I just don't, I don't think that's a good way to finish a Battle Royal. Because you're not sure how to react. And I think it ended up, ends up kind of hurting, like, Ty Dillinger in the process, who's great and who should be really over and people should really be into until you leave him in the ring at the end with two guys that we really like, and then he's trying to get the crowd behind him and, like, hype up a moment where it looks like he might eliminate these last two guys, and holy shit, Ty Dillinger could win this thing, and the crowd is in no ways behind him. Because they're like, we don't want AJ Styles to lose. You know, like, we don't want... I just don't think that's the, the good... I don't think it's good storytelling to have three faces all left at the end of a battle royal. I, I was very surprised... I'm not surprised by it, but, like... Just leaving a Dolph Ziggler in there into the end. Yeah. You know, like... The argument is that if it was, let's say, AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler, you know that they're not having Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens. But this is the last three. And and I'm (laughs) just saying... This isn't even the last two. I agree. They should have had... But then you have... You know, you still have the same problem of if it's AJ and Sammy at the end there. It doesn't hurt it at all. I just think it hurt. I don't think that was good for Ty Dillinger. I I, I agree. I think they thought that was good for Ty Dillinger. Actually, you know, I I thought Sammy was hurt by the most because Sammy was the one who got the grumbles when he eliminated Ty. Yeah, I mean, there was... I just... I think that it kind of ended up being bad for both of them to be there at the end. I think that, like, again, just leave any any heel at all. Leave him in... Leave effing goddamn Connor from the Ascension... Leave, leave him Mojo in the after end. he throws that. But I, they didn't get him over as a heel. Like they, he got booze though. He uh, got booze when he. I, I, was, I'm saying at the end you could have played it off as he's the heel of the three. That didn't come off Ryder. as like me turning on Zack Ryder. He was like, dude, I, you know what? It, he just saved the guy a minute before then. You know what I mean? Like I, it it wouldn't didn't come off as a heel move as much as a we're in a battle royal. I have to try to win too, bro. 
No, yeah. no pun intended. Yeah, but he did get booze though. A couple, so. but that, I, I don't know. I just think that they could have served him well. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it was more just like a whatever, you know, like it's battle royal. I did not sense that that turned him into a heel in that moment. Not as well. I, I think it's the first drop of a heel turn, though. Well, I mean, I, I think that most of us believe that a heel turn's coming, but I don't yeah. think that's what that was. I don't think you can even. I don't, I don't, no, I don't think that's an instant heel turn, but I think that's the first bit of. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I think there were other bits, you know what I mean? Like him sitting backstage and well, talking I'd about. I'd say yes. Sitting, bra- talking yes. about breaking up yes. backstage yes. was a little bit more. Yesterday was the first drop of the heel turn. All right. Um, that's probably true. Although, that makes me hope that it's a swerve, because I, I kind of like. I don't know. I don't know if I love a prolonged, like, we all knew this was coming type of moment. Um, at the end, you get AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. I mean, who's complaining about AJ, more AJ Styles and Kevin Owens? That's, that's a good thing. I thought, only, I'm, I'm kind of complaining about it because I just, I was, I was so, when I just, when I realized John Cena was coming back on 4th of July and that it's probably going to be John Cena versus Jinder Mahal, I, was expecting this match, the AJ Styles Kevin Owens match, to be SummerSlam match. So like, I I get okay. they're doing it now. Maybe that still means could be not doing a SummerSlam. Maybe yeah, they still could be, or maybe it means that Kevin Owens wins and AJ Styles ends up working with Jinder Mahal. Maybe that's how that works, or maybe AJ Styles works with fucking Baron Corbin, I, or whatever he does. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. I hear you. I hear you. I don't disagree with that. I, well, I think it's I think it's pretty clear that Mike Bennett is going to be working with Sami. I, I think that, that might be only a one pay per view thing, though. If we're if we're talking yeah, SummerSlam, I'm just saying if if you're looking for a place for AJ to go, assuming he doesn't win the U.S. title here, you could go in that direction. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's possible. Um, I, I hear you. I still am not going to complain about more Kevin Owens and AJ Styles because Correct. it's Excuse Kevin me. Owens and goddamn AJ Styles. Like, what's to complain about? Now, you mentioned John Cena. Perhaps you heard he's back. Yep. Um, John Cena went out and delivered a promo, and it was goofy because it was literally every John Cena promo I've ever heard. But all that being said, I actually kind of love the fact that they basically just did glow. Like, I <laughs> love the fact. I, I know I'm, I'm, I, want, I want to make fun of the fact that it's, a John, it's, just, it's just every John Cena promo. But it's Liberty Bell. <laughs> they're not even really trying to, like, hide the fact that they just stole – the entire storyline from Glow, which is, we're not even going to, this is the laziest way we could put something together, but it's going to fucking work because... USA. Yeah, you don't even know, like, we're not even really Dude, the bulge area I joke. Can't wait till, I can't wait till I see Glow and get these jokes. Oh, right, you still haven't seen it. God, you... Essentially, like, the, the concept, and, and I don't want to give anything away about Glow for... But you get there, this. There's an American like, character and a Russian character. Right, it's low-hanging fruit, and they sort of make fun of the fact that it's low-hanging fruit, right? Like it's it's a joke in Glow that like we're not really trying. It's the it's the we're least, appealing to the lowest common it's denominator. It's the least here. common denominator for us to do a U.S. versus Russia thing, but that's what we're going to build our entire storyline behind, right? This is the WWE. It's the lowest common denominator, but yet, like, what are you supposed to it do? Works. Even the people that. Like they're still booing John Cena as they're seeing USA right, USA, right. because like what, what else can we do? We can't. It's you know what I mean. Like it's you. And of course you got to put him into a flag match. Be, oh, to, to of beat course the, you do. To, you just be, have to beat him over the head with it. So I kind of love the fact that they're just openly sort of taking glow and saying, well, it's timely, it's relevant. Let's just do the same goddamn thing. You know what I mean? Like I kind of love that. So I'm not really mad about it. Also, 
I like Rusev a lot. Um, and it and gets Rusev being back is always a good thing. Yes, yeah. it gets Rusev a high-profile match at a pay-per-view, which is a good thing for him. Now it's not going to be a great thing if they just it's John get... Cena against Rusev. Know, what have not... we been complaining about for the past two years? I hear you. I hear you. I don't like that, but I do like Rusev in a high-profile situation, and I hope that there's a Plus, little bit. I do. I like this better because. I don't like Rusev cannot beat John Cena in any other match other than maybe a flag match. I mean, maybe. But are you letting Captain you, America not I, defend the whole glory? Really, you really think they're gonna go any other way? Like, really? What What did you think of the thing? Basically, him coming out and saying, "I'm going." At least that's what it sounded like. I'm going to jump shows back and forth. I'm going to face anybody who wants to face. So me. that's when uh, there's been a lot of talk about that. That like Vince is sort of getting panicked. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I don't think we talked about this much, but they really did, as much as they wanted to throw themselves behind Finn Balor when the, the, you know, after this most recent shakeup, they had too many tweeners, frankly, on Raw, right? Like they had too many, we like, like, I think we like Braun Strowman, but do we like Braun Strowman? And do they want us to like Braun Strowman? They, and, and they, I, they clearly gave too much credence to Roman Reigns as like he's going to be the top face and what, for whatever we're saying about faces and heels, it's just not the way that it is. I, I don't know why. The thing is, you're, the problem isn't them. It's fans like you idiots. Mm. Because mm. literally. It's, we are the problems. Yes, because you're just saying they had too many tweeners. We don't know if we're supposed to like Braun Strowman. The man literally tried to murder Roman Reigns. Which is amazing! Oh, dude, he kicked Apollo Crews across the ring. It's amazing! <laughs> How am I supposed to hate that? But that my, he literally put him on a gurney and threw him off of a cargo bay. And that week on our show, you said, well, he might be a face. Yes. The, because the, it was awesome. That's he the, did it in an awesome I, I, ways. I know this sounds crazy. I, I really do understand how crazy this is. He didn't do it in a chicken shit way. He just kicked his ass. He, like, he didn't threw cheat. off of a loading dock. These guys are professional track. fighters. He was strapped to a gurney going to the hospital, and he was thrown off of the loading dock, and you're telling me that's not chicken shit? That is the way that I... It was incredible! I'm not arguing that fact. I'm just saying that doesn't make any sense. It was incredible when Kevin Nash lawn darted Rey Mysterio into the side of the trailer. And people cheered him for that. But he was still still a heel doing that. I mean, I think, again, the problem becomes Roman Reigns. Like, it really does. I mean, as I just said, the problem is they thought that they could just make Roman Reigns the -the over-the-top baby face, and and it just, it's not. I mean, like, it's just not. And I get it. Like, should it be that way? Should it be he's a face, so faces are faces. No matter what faces do, they're faces. No matter what heels heels are doing, they're... I, I don't know. I don't have that answer for you, but it's not working. I'm just... Literally, literally, Aaron on the show, on the show all the time, Aaron always talks about, he's not a face, he's not persevering, he's not having to do all these things. Literally every match that Roman has fought with Braun Strowman since they've started feuding like four or five months ago, he's had to persevere over something. Whether it was his shoulder, whether it was getting thrown off the goddamn loading dock, in this match, he's fucking, uh, he had to overcome the fact that he was fucking thrown into the ambulance and he's injured from that. He's still recovering from that. And these are all face things that he had to do. He had to put his title on the line in the Royal Rumble. That is something that a face would have to overcome with. And they do the things that you need to do to build a face. It is not 
They're they're doing. He's also bragging about retiring Undertaker. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not great. Okay. You know this not. Look, I I think. Have you ever heard a Stone Cold promo ever? Okay, I think I think what we're talking about, but I think we're talking about two different things. I think what you're referring to is what they first attempted to do. And yes, in their first attempts, the storyline things they did should have built a face. And yes, as I know you're about to remind me, correct, it got fucked up because of one reason, and that one reason is because he wasn't Daniel Bryan. I know. I'm very right. aware of that. From that point, they have done a poor job with trying to make him a face. And I, this is not a... How, but here's the thing. How can you say that? How can you say they did everything? The stuff that you're alluding to is years ago. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. How can you say they did everything they were supposed to do to make him a face? It didn't work. And then now you're saying they're not doing enough to try to make him a face when they did everything they were supposed to do. Because the answer is because the answer is he can't be. That's the answer. Like that. The answer is fine. That's a completely different. That's a completely different statement, and I don't disagree with that at all. Right. But my thing is that's not what y'all are saying. Okay, but I I think they need to do. You're saying they need to do more to try to make him a face when they literally did everything they were supposed to do. If they're trying to make him a face. They're not doing what they can to make. No, no, but AJ has a point. Yeah, no, 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 I know, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, finish your sentence and tell me what they should do then. Okay, well, they should stop having him go after the crowd. They should stop having him openly brag about retiring one of the most beloved legends of all time. Okay, okay, so he didn't do that for the first two years. He was booed for no reason. He didn't go after the crowd, and then he started to do that, and people were like, yeah, that's badass Roman Reigns. That's cool. Blah, 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 blah. So tell well, me I'm, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about now in this bubble. We're talking about the past six months here or so. I'm saying over the past six months they've done a bad job. You're right. Then for the first year, they did just about everything. I think they did make a couple missteps here and there, but overall, yes, they booked, tried to book him as a face, and it just didn't take. And at this point, And at this point, the answer might be, they want to put him as a face, but they don't care enough to try at this point because they know it's not going to no, work. I think that's the answer. The answer is it's not going to work, and so you can't. You're just sort of living with the fact that he's a tweener. That there's right. going to be a group of people that like him, there's being a group of people that doesn't like him, right. and you just decided that's the way it's going to go. But it's apparent that that's a prop. They they don't do this with John Cena going on both shows unless they're worried about something. You don't do this because everything's great. You do this because no, I don't. I don't think I don't think that's the case because that doesn't make any sense because Raw is drawing more ratings and is a bigger show than SmackDown. But it's so expected to be. It's but it's not really like it's done fine, but it's not. It's done better than SmackDown, it's, but it's. it's a, it's a million more viewers every week. Yeah, but I mean, that's because it's been on the air for forever. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's expected to be. I, I think I think it's it's Smackdown's better than SmackDown. SmackDown has been on the air almost and not years. And not in that time slot. It's been on in that time slot for a year. The, the TV shows have become appointment viewing. There's a reason why Monday Night Football has stayed on Monday Night forever, because it becomes appointment viewing at some point. People literally just live around the idea that on Monday night I sit down and I tune on this channel, and this is what I watch. Now, that all being said, all that being that said. That doesn't make sense because, because SmackDown is pulling more numbers now than it was on Thursday or Friday night two years ago. No, I agree. They're well, doing the, better. But the, the other thing is that they had conditioned a generation of wrestling fans to believe SmackDown's not worth watching. Right, correct. They did a piss-poor job of it. They've made it better. They've done a great job with SmackDown. Nobody's debating that. But inherently, there are going to be advantages to being the, the show that they literally call the flagship show on their own programming and to a show that has existed for eternity, like in the same spot on the same outside of a small blip, on the same network. You know what I mean? Like, this is, there's going to be advantages that come with that. So, all of that being said, whatever they want Raw to be, 
they clearly don't think that it is. They're not taking – it's one thing if they took John Cena off SmackDown. That would be their way of saying SmackDown's fine. We don't need John Cena on SmackDown. They've decided they think they need him on both shows. I don't think you – know, Here's the thing, though. Do you think that could be because after after SummerSlam he might be gone until WrestleMania? Perhaps, perhaps that could be the reason. And perhaps. that's that's what I think is the reason to do it all to get the most out of him now because you know in a month's time he's going to be gone it, for six months. It wouldn't stun me. Nothing would stun me at this point. It's why I kind of think they should just have him stop talking about that in his promos. I think that's really bad for him to keep doing the. I hear people talking about how I'm a part timer, bro. You are right. Like this isn't yeah, a debate. Was- this is not a, you but know. Now, like, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. He he did kind of, but his response to that was what he said was dope. Right. It was, it was a great line. A, it was a great line. I'm, not a person, I'm an all-timer. And that is, that's the truth. And when you can say things like that, it kind of lessens, the, it kind of makes the, like. I, I mean, I hear like, you, but it's still probably not something you should be bringing attention to if you're trying to deliver a strong face promo. You still shouldn't be talking about the fact that, bro, you are going to be gone. Like, you're just going to disappear. That's who you are now. It's fine. People like The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, it, in fact, at that point in his career, it kind of helped The Rock to disappear for a little while. Remember, there had been a little bit of a rocky relationship between The Rock and the fan base at that point. It might be best for John Cena long term to only show up every now and then. I just don't think in a face promo you should bring up the fact that you only show up every now and then. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. But you're right. The line was great. The line was tremendous. I'm not disagreeing with that. It was a tremendous line. Boy, have they really been trying to push that, though, in the promos recently. The arguably the greatest superstar of all time thing. Like, they have really been trying to there, push that. I, I, I really feel like they're... But is he, is he not arguably no, he, the greatest? No, he's not. I mean, unless you want to make the argument that he's one of the greatest. He's definitely one of the greatest. I'm not arguing that. But to suggest... Who can, but let's just, let's just keep it 100. I don't think that he's the greatest of all time. I think that The Rock is the greatest of all time. But at the same time, that's like when people say, like if someone says to me, uh, Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time. I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. But they have enough, they have enough evidence yeah. that they can make the point. John Cena has enough evidence. He's I, got the most title reigns ever. He, he carried the, he carried the show long, all the other top guys he ever had, Hogan, right. Austin, Rock, HBK, all the other top I, you, you can nope, keep leaving nope, out, by the way, and I'm going to stop you right now. If you continue to not bring up our truths name in this conversation, we are going to have real problems. And I'm starting to think, frankly, that this is a race thing. I just got to be honest with you. I'm starting to think that you purposely are leaving him out because he's black. That's not a factual statement. No. You, you, however, however, nobody carried, as the top guy, nobody carried it for longer periods of time than John Cena. Okay. Period. I I, I mean, I hear you on all of that. I'm still really struggling with it. I'm still really struggling with anybody buying into the idea that he's the greatest superstar you, of all time. You this, know where they're going with this, this, though, right? Think about this, though. You, think, you, really think about this, though. Hogan was a crossover superstar, right? Macho Man, crossover superstar. Ultimate Warrior, kind of, but not really a crossover superstar. Mm. Ric Flair, crossover superstar, right? They were all wrestling at the same time. Then you got Austin, crossover superstar. Rock, Crossover right, superstar. Right. Triple H kind of crossover superstar. And the Undertaker's the better argument. Yeah. Undertaker. Oh, they were all wrestling at the same time. Right. When John Cena was the crossover superstar, there was no one else. Um, there's I, a reason that they're having him jump because they don't have anybody else. Yeah, who I can mean, I, I hear you, right? Like, I I hear you on everything that you're saying. I 
I still think you're going to struggle to get that over with anybody in a real-life conversation. I still think that if you sit around with a group of ten wrestling fans and say, who's the greatest superstar of all time? Yeah, yeah that's that's true. But if you sit down with a group of ten wrestling fans, six of them will tell you Roman Reigns can't wrestle. Okay, that's fine. You're right about that. Well, I don't know if it's six, but there's probably at least No, four. it's definitely six. <laughs> now, you see, now you're getting away. You were living on facts before. Now you're trying to do your silly argument. If it's six, if it's six men, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a woman or there's children in the room, yeah. you won't get sick. I hear you. If there's you. six men, yeah, for sure. The, the, the point is, you know where they're going with this. They're going to drive this point, you know, whether or not you believe it to be a fact, it doesn't matter. They're going to say, you know, greatest superstar ever, greatest superstar ever, greatest superstar ever. I just won the 17th title, so I'm proving I'm the greatest I mean, star right. ever. And, I, and I'm not even really mad about it because, frankly, like, you know, it, it, this is pro wrestling. It's it, This is not – this is – it's dumb to argue whether LeBron or Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player. That's a dumb argument. This is even dumber than that. Like, anybody can be the greatest superstar – Literally, this is the Ryback argument, right? Yeah. Like, no one's the greatest because you choose who's going to win. So, like, I might be the greatest performer of all time, and nobody knows because I didn't get to have a title belt. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the argument, and he's right. You know what I mean? So there is no there's no argument here. It's just it's almost mind numbing to me. Like, God, we're really doing this? Like, we're doing this? But whatever, I get it. They're trying can't, to sell their guy. Can't, can't so. you wait? But you can't wait for Cena Reigns at WrestleMania. Oh, it's, so, <laughs> it's definitely happening. Uh, what else? You, from... do, you do. You know, my favorite thing that's going to come from all this is John Cena's probably going to like within the next year, maybe two years. He's not going to be. He might come. He, he'll be on the Taker schedule right. where he's back for big shows and whatnot, um, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But you do realize that Randy Orton's not going anywhere. And Randy Orton is going to end up being the the person that has the most title range of anybody. In Where's the he at right now? He's at 13, 14? 13, that's 13 right. or 14? He's at, he's at 13, yeah. and he's probably going to be at 14 by the end of this month. This is kind of similar to, the, like, what's going on in tennis, where, like, Roger Federer has, like, managed to get this insane number of 17, right? But, like, people forget that Rafael Nadal literally has 14. Right. And probably <laughs> yeah. has a few more years beyond. Exactly. Like whenever Roger Federer finishes, and is definitely not going to lose the French Open like at any point. So even if he just wins the French Open like three more times, he's yeah. going to be in. Right. Um. Yeah, it's weird. I hadn't really thought about that. But would it stun you if they literally tell Randy Orton you can't win the title anymore because we got to make sure that J- John Cena keeps the record? Yeah, I do. I think it would stun me because once John Cena's gone, Randy Orton is John Cena. Yeah, you you want him to become. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, I think they want Roman Reigns to be John well, Cena. Yes. But we'll see how. That's well, yes. Going. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right. What else from SmackDown do we have to cover? Are you kidding? There's one big segment. Oh there. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well. Are you, are- are you, are you and kidding? we're, of course, talking about Tamina coming out Tamina, and helping Lana. I thought was it was a great way to use her. It was a huge moment in the in the, in the show. I, what what else? But what else? What? No. What? 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 <laughs> what, what else? Uh, no, I can't think of anything, boys. I can't think of anything. Let's go to segment three. <laughs> say, your, say your piece. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Say your piece. Whatever it is what you guys. What a fantastic segment that I was. Don't... First, of all, first of all, without a doubt, the Usos won. I don't, yes. I don't disagree at all. And I think the crowd... Out. The crowd was this was the this is the awkward part about doing this. Every time they've done this, they've been wrong about who won. And the crowd reacts that way. I don't know if you guys heard. Oh yeah. But when they announced Yeah. The crowd was not happy. The way they did it though was the first time they ever did it and it actually like 
The other times, they just said, this guy wins. You know what I'm saying? This time, they actually did something made it make sense where the Usos attacked him, which, I mean, I'm probably the only wrestling fan that knows that, but that is a rule in grab battles. If you get physical, you lose. Ah, you know? There you so, go. How about that? That is, that is, that is a rule. I only know one thing about rap battles, which is let make sure that everybody knows who fucked your girl, because <laughs> then they can't rap about who fucked your girl. So that's the only thing I know about rap battles. And you also know that you can't go to private school. <laughs> right. <laughs> Correct. And you better not have a real name named Clarence. And yes. Parents, People are going to figure that out fairly good, quickly. They yeah. better not be real good parents. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the Usos, they, they, the way they did it, like, first of all, I would like to say that New Day, what they said and what they did, they were all great. Biggie's was the weakest one. But well, Kofi rapping about a stop sign being a hexagon well, when it's also, an octagon. Like, there was one point where Kofi literally didn't rhyme. <laughs> like, like, the only thing you have to do in order for it to be a rap battle is like throw in, it doesn't have to really be a rhyme. It's just gotta sound, but like the first two lines that he had, there was no rhyme, like it, it was just like he was just reading something. When, when the Usos, when the Usos, uh, called out, Xavier for his his sex. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. really great. I was so did, my did it make the Usos look here. too good? Yes, maybe. It, it made them. They. I'm telling you, that's what I was going to say. Is the Usos got so much? Like they are. You would have never. You would have never thought this six months ago. If I told you the Usos were going to turn heels, people were booing the Usos because they didn't like the Usos, right? And so that's why them turning heel made sense because they were still going to get booed. People, they are lovable heels, a la Samoa Joe, a la Bray Wyatt. Yeah, all they do is go out and kick ass. Because, because that that segment just pushed that point even further. But what what was crazy to me is I was literally sitting here watching the rap battle with Sasha, with Kalisto, and when uh, the Usos said that line about Xavier Woods, they both jumped off the couch and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That's pretty freaking great. Um. I this you know what's goofy about this is like I thought the crowd was getting a little restless at one point because it kept going on but I thought it worked the whole thing as a segment I thought it was, it was different fantastic. it was fun it was the best segment of the night I mean, it, yeah. it was it was absolutely even including when fucking uh, Kurt Angle did it with John Cena it was the best rap battle well, let's go easy on that that Ever. gave us an iconic what? line you, you, that you don't think the Bo, the Bo Dallas Flowrider rap battle well, was Bo Dallas a thousand percent won that one too no 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 I, it's not not that that segment wasn't great it was Bo Dallas killed it yeah. but without a doubt without a doubt the, that was the best rap battle segment of all the other ones I've ever seen and it was and it was funny as shit and the actual like the way people were rapping, the way Usos were rapping was like actual rap. Like the only other person who ever did that in a rap battle on stage was um in that moment was John Cena, right. who also raps. So it was actually really cool. No, look, I I I thought it worked. I liked it. I thought it was a good segment. Again, my only concern was that. The Usos were definitely better. Yeah. Like, they were definitely... It, it might get the Usos over. Yeah, <laughs> that was the only issue that I had with the whole thing, because otherwise, I really thought it was great. Um, let me say something about... Is it kind of weird that they're giving Chad Gable such a... a focus? Like, is, there, is that a little weird? Like, I, they didn't really give American Alpha the opportunity to be American Alpha at any point. Like, they just... They rushed him yeah. into the, to the title because they didn't have anybody. The, the, right. the tag division was bad right there. The, 
they've never really given, and I'm not saying that this means that Chad Gable's definitely going to be solo, or that, but it's just, it's a little weird to me, that's all. It's a little bit weird that, that he's kind of getting these high-profile spots, and we've never really been given an opportunity for American Alpha to get over on the main roster. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but at this point, I'm just glad we're going to get to see them on TV, so I'm not going to complain about okay, it too much, because I'd rather I, I, see it I, like I this. Think, I, I think it's easier because of how he wrestles um, and because of how his personality is. I think it's easier for Chad Gable to get over by himself as opposed for American Alpha to get over as a team at this moment with the Usos, with New Day, with the Fashion Police. Um, so because of that, I think what they're trying to do, which would make sense to me, is trying to get Gable over and then by, like by, vicariously, by yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, they get they get they end up getting their team over okay. when he comes back, Jason Jordan. Okay, and, and that was the best that either of them have looked since coming up to Gabe. That match, you well, know. I agree. Yeah, and, and but that's that's the thing they right. haven't been able to show that off. So this is a way to say, oh look, remember these guys are great. They're they amazing. can go. Yeah. Wh- however, we bring them back, whether. You know, again, with the the change of gear a little bit, I think that it was partially because they didn't want Gable to get the overwhelming cheers against AJ. So, you know, they didn't right. wear the red, white, and blue right. uh, yesterday. So I don't. I think that was the big reason why. But it also could be, hey, we might be exper- You know, we might be thinking about bringing you guys back as heels or something to play off of the new day or okay. or uh, against Brizango. Like I had possibly okay. said, hey, why aren't they bringing up American Alpha and all this? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, we'll grab a break. When we come back in, the man who is legitimately the hottest man in all of professional wrestling at the moment. He has more heat than anyone on the planet. He's the progressive liberal, and he's coming to Nova Pro in August. We will talk to him next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. It's summer, which means you're driving somewhere. It might be Ocean City, maybe Wildwood or the Outer Banks, wherever it is. You're driving there, and you haven't driven that far in a while. So you need to go to Full Circle Tire and Auto first, 1304 Governor's Court, Unit 110 in Abingdon, because they're going to give you a free road trip check and a free battery check, plus the best prices on tires in town and $79.95 AC services all summer long. Don't wait until you're on the road to find out there was something wrong with your vehicle. Go to Full Circle Tire. Tyron Auto first. You can call 410-676-2277. That's 410-676-CARS. Or visit FullCircleTyronAuto.com to find out more. What they gonna do with that? What they gonna do with that? Young, young, black and paid. What they gonna do with that? What they gonna do with that? What they gonna do with that? Back in here for segment number three. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. He is A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. Our next guest has, I think, is the hottest performer in all of professional wrestling right now. He is who everyone is talking about, and he's coming to our neck of the woods. Aaron's been trying to get me to go to a Nova Pro show for a long time, and I'm finally going to go because this man will be there. He is the progressive liberal Daniel Richards, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Dan, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us, and uh, congratulations on literally blowing up the world. world of pro wrestling right now. Forget the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, true. Uh, hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's It's been a real awesome uh, last week and a half. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, so when did you – can you take just me through how this whole thing came about? When did you become – the progressive liberal, and, like, how quickly did you know, oh, this is going to work? 
Uh, I conceptualized it long before, but I I first uh, you know test marketed it, if you will, um, in like sometime in the summer 2015. It was just it's not too long after Trump had announced his candidacy. I keep meaning to go back and look at try to find the exact date of the that event, but you know we had a small crowd there, um, and the guy just told me to be the best bad guy you can be, and. I was like, well, I know this will work. Like, I believe in it, and plus it's how I really feel. You know, I lean left. I'm not I'm not a conservative guy pretending to be liberal. I'm, you know, truly on the left side of the political aisle. And so I, you know, I ran with it, and the Donald Trump chant started, you know, as a, a counter to what I was having to say, and they've never stopped since. That's awesome. God. Okay, so but you've dealt with, like, like the real, like, you know, we go back obviously in wrestling history when when Sergeant Slaughter went on the other side. Like he dealt with some stuff. You've dealt with some stuff doing this character. Uh, I mean, I've had a couple of threats of you know gun violence. Yeah, that's I, you're very dismissive of that. That <laughs> would not be okay in my life. <laughs> I, well, I'm just I can't live my life like that. Like I'm going to make the town and I'm going to be at the event. You know, if uh, you know if there's a bomb threat or something, they shut the building down. That's out of my hands. But you know, I'm just I'm just not afraid of that stuff. Like you know, I live to get heat. You know, with the fans and. um you know, it's to me those are my cheers, so to speak, and I you know I'm, you know, but we're the people are supposed to be emotionally involved, you know, uh, one way or another, and you know we want to take them on a ride, and you know I do it, and I'm, but I'm, the reason I do is because it's authentic, and uh, you know I think when guys are saying things that are written for them or, or they don't believe in or they're trying to be something they're not, uh, people can sense that you know subconsciously. He is the progressive liberal Daniel Richards. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I was just wondering because you just pointed it out. You know, people can tell when you uh, don't believe what you're saying. Does it bother you at all with that? Like you just said that you lean left, and everybody on this uh, podcast is uh, either a Democrat or a liberal. Do you think? Like, does it bother you when you go into these towns and you say things like you might exaggerate some of them, but you say things that you truly believe in your heart of hearts and you get booed out of the building? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I anticipated it because, I mean, a, a lot of, you know, where I started wrestling and where I've been wrestling a good part of my you know career is in coal country and the Bible Belt. And they just, you know, yeah. those are red states. And, you know, even when I... Virginia's been a blue state since uh, 2008, you know, probably because of yours truly, of course, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, but, but, even, but at, at the same time, I understand the makeup of Virginia and most of the places where, you know, I'm typically not wrestling in Richmond where I, you know, reside or, or in Northern Virginia, which I'm excited to finally for uh, Nova Pro, you know, on August 18th, but in Annandale, but, you know, a lot of times it's in Appomattox or, you know, Buckingham yeah. County and places like that where, you know, they, it's a conservative area. I mean, I think Virginia itself is a microcosm of the country. If you broke it, you know, a red-blue map out, it would look very similar. It's just the higher populated areas like northern Virginia, the beach, and Richmond are, you know, are blue. So what are you going to do, do when you, you come up to Fairfax? You're, it's going to be a very. I said when you come up to Fairfax in August, it's going to be a very different crowd than uh, you're used to working in front of. How are you going to uh, tell your tell your gimmick? 
Uh, man, I mean, I'm gonna ride that wave. It's, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be different, but I mean, I've, you know, I, I'm ready, at just the, I think if I wasn't ready for it before, the outpour of support that I've gotten from the, you know, throughout the country and then literally throughout the world, I mean, people messaging me from Norway, New Zealand, uh, you know, Australia, places like that, it's just, um, you know, it would, it would let me know and, and help me. Um, so, but I, my message will be the same. I think what where it resonates with liberals and where where I have gotten a lot of love since you know this the progressive liberal came onto the national scene is just like I think Democrats as a whole we've been too passive and not bold and like so I gladly go into the lion's den where people are not going to accept what I believe. And I know that by speaking anyways, and I believe it, and I'm, you know, bold about it, and unapologetic. And I think that's how liberals need to do what we need to do a better job of to get the message out and, and have a defined message and be unapologetic about it, because that's how Republicans are. And even though they clearly, to me, don't have the best of intentions for this country, it's, you know, they're, they're unapologetic about it, and that's aired errs on the side of confidence, which people get behind. You get, you know, people are more attracted to a confident person and or a confident group in this case. Um, it's, it's, do, it's, do it's, you? I, I, I just wanted to. You, I just had to know. I've seen the picture of you in the Hillary Clinton shirt, which is yeah. absolutely incredible. A, I have another point. Do you have a Barack Obama version of that? And B, along with that, when you're in these cold countries and you're in the deep south and you're in these red states. What gets you more heat, talking about Obama or talking about Hillary Clinton? Hmm. Well, you know, when I started it, at that point, we were in full campaign mode. So I, I, I love President Obama. Um, you know, I found myself mostly agreeing with, the, you know, policies of his and everything like that. But we're in campaign mode, and, you know, people, people hate Hillary, you know, on both sides of the aisle. And, I mean, I support her. I voted for her for president. But, you know, I mean, I, I probably, this gimmick probably, I say gimmick again for lack of a better term, because it's not like I'm portraying a, a, a you know, some mythical character. <laughs> but, um, I'm, you know, people, uh, people don't, Bernie Sanders is not going to resonate with people in, uh, you know, Leatherwood, Kentucky, the way Hillary Clinton does. <laughs> so, you know, she's been, you know, Bernie's been around just as long, but as far as, you know, the name recognition, uh, Hillary was yeah. where it was at. So, I mean, I, going back to your question, AJ, though, there was a shirt that came out. It was like a limited edition shirt. And I, I didn't get it. I should have. It was a picture of Obama, uh, slapping, I'll leave out the first part of that, that uh, <laughs> slapping, uh, uh, image of Trump in the face, like right across the face. I was like, man, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And like, I just, I didn't get it, man. I should have gotten that shirt. Or maybe I can still find it. But at this, at this point, you know, more of a Trump thing than anything. I mean, I speak a lot about him. I can't go on about Betsy DeVos or, uh, you know, Sean Spicer or things like that. A lot of the places I go that's over the people's heads, but Trump's the <laughs> head of the snake, and I happily speak against him because I am against him. 
He is Daniel Richards, the progressive liberal. And as he mentioned, he is indeed coming to Annandale, Virginia. The event is called Cool for the Summer. It's August 18th with Nova Pro. And you can go to novaprowrestling.tumblr.com right now in order to get your tickets. Let's also not pretend, like even in a place like Annandale, like wrestling fans don't tend to lean a little bit to the other side just about anywhere. So I feel like even when you go to a more blue area, you're you're probably still going to have a pretty favorable crowd somewhere like that. I think it's going to be it, – it, in the back, is it – how has it been received by the guys? Because – and I don't know this, but I'm guessing there's a fair amount in these places that you work. There's a fair amount of guys that would line up on the other side of the spectrum. How have they received the character? For, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you're correct about that. Especially, you know, a lot of the guys I'm wrestling with, my home promotion – you know, it's 500, you know, 500 miles away from my home, but it's, um, you know, based out of Hazard, Kentucky. Um, yeah. we, we wrestle all throughout East Kentucky. Um, so I'm driving 500 miles to these towns, but, you know, we have tele, had television and my, my mentor, uh, is the, you know, head of wrestling operations there, Bo, Bo James, handsome Bo James, 28 year veteran, wrestled for, um, Jerry Lawler in Memphis, wrestled all around the country. You know, I, I learn from him, and he has to reel me in sometimes, and he helps me understand the Appalachian people. But as far as, you know, the boys in the back, like, yeah, they lean right. But, like, um, and the guy I'm, you know, feuding with on television right now is uh, his name Kyle Maggard. And uh, Kyle, you know, he's hard. He leans hard right and, uh, you know, and fits all the stereotypes you might think of. Uh, so he leans to the right, and, uh, you know, he Anything that Fox News puts out, he typically regurgitates <laughs> it. And, you know, <laughs> he thought Obamacare was called Obamacare because President Obama arrogantly named it after him. No! <laughs> yes, he did. I I had to correct him on that. I had to tell him Ken, President Kennedy was a Democrat and <laughs> Lincoln was a Republican. So, you know, the <laughs> that, but, you know, as people on the right say, facts smacks. Who cares? <laughs> God, I love this. <laughs> You're so good at this. So, hold on. you have you with over the past few weeks with all of the publicity, you now have a huge spotlight being put not just on you, but that entire organization. Oh God, is getting... no, no, no! Are you about to ask him if he's running for president? Holy, holy crap! Uh, I mean, well, I was a little later going to ask if he's getting into politics after this, but I was going to say, you know, this small, you know, regional organization now has a pretty huge spotlight on it. What, what's that been like? Uh, I mean, I think it's great for. For the promotion, and I mean, at the end of the day, it should be a win-win for everybody. You know, they gave me a platform to be on TV for someone on Deadspin to find me, and they found my YouTube channel, too, where I have, you know, matches from other promotions, um, but, you know, it's awesome. It, it's, you know, the our event last Friday, um, you know, we had, we had, you know, five major media outlets there, you know, the, the piece that, uh, uh, BBC America ran that went, um, you know, that came up at the beginning of this week and it's gotten a lot of, you know, a lot of hits, a lot of good reviews. Uh, our HBO, we're going to be on Vice News on HBO. We're still waiting here. Like now it's kind of, we're supposed to be on tonight and now it's up in the air if it's going to be tonight or tomorrow. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. We should know momentarily. Um, you know, they go through, my, they go through Bo for a lot of that stuff. Like, he sets up a lot of the major media for me, and I handle, you know, a lot of, I, 
you know, I take all comers with interviews, um, you know, because this all started with a tweet. So I, I value all the, all the media outlets equally. I mean, I think CBS News is going to be with us next week, and that's going to be awesome. I mean, that's exciting, but I, I mean, I just appreciate all the, all the attention and anyone wanting to talk to me. Is there any line you won't cross? Like, is there anywhere with this character you won't go? You won't say, you know, like, I, the, 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 as much as whatever anybody feels about him, the man is the president of the United States. Like, is there some line for you where even though your character, it's kayfabe, I mean, I, I know how you feel, AJ. I'm very aware. But, like, is there any line where you're like, Amen, AJ. <laughs> Is there anything for you that, like, even in character, you say, I can't do this? Well, I mean, I don't know with regard to the president. You know, I mean, the president brings a lot of passion in me, too. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, and so I have to censor myself at times. But, like, as far as a line, I won't cross. Like, with, I stick to national politics because, you know, that's more familiar to people. Sure. And broad brush stroke talking points. But as far as a line, I won't cross. I won't. I won't touch religion. Not that I don't have strong uh, opinions on, on the subject, but um, you know, we we leave that alone. Yeah, that's how you get yeah. people. To, the people will stop. Well, they'll just stop coming. They yeah, won't be mad yeah, at you. They just won't come. Right. There's two types. Yeah, right. The, yeah, you said exactly. There's two types. We were just talking about this earlier today. Uh, earlier interview we were in uh, with one. We have events coming up in uh, Kingsport and Gray, Tennessee, on the eighth. So we've been doing a lot of local media here. I'm I'm standing. Uh, in, Kingsport, Tennessee, right now, talking to you. Um, so we're, we're we're talking about that. There's two types of heat. There's the one like we want to see this guy get his butt kicked, and that's what you're going for. But right. then there's like the screw this guy, forget about him. Like I'm not coming to see this crap. Right. And that hey, I've crossed that line before. I lost uh, one of my first interviews when I started wrestling for Appalachian Mountain Wrestling. You know, I I crossed a line. I won't go into it. But, uh, you know, and I, we lost a radio sponsor, and that was a big pub for us. So it was funny, but just yesterday I said, hey, um, there's all this national attention that my – Does it make up for it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, does that kind of cancel out me losing that radio sponsor? I don't think – I didn't get a firm answer on that, but I'll just take it as a yes. <laughs> What about, um, do you ever worry that, you know, because I'm sure, like any other professional wrestler, you have aspirations to do bigger and, and better things. Do you ever worry about being typecasted to a character and that character maybe not be something that a bigger company would want to jump to? Do you ever worry about that? Well, look, I mean, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room that might be with that question. Well, he's definitely. in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And I, you know, I recognize a couple of things. Like, I'm 37, and I'm not as well-traveled as other 37-year-old guys that they might sign otherwise. You know, I recognize that. I mean, I've, I've, I've wrestled in independence. I feel like I could have a match in WWE, but, like, yeah, that's probably not going to translate. <laughs> Keep in mind, also, they're not, you know, forget about the relationship they've had with, uh, you know, Trump since, like, the 80s when, you know, they ran, uh, you know, WrestleMania 4 in his building. But they, uh, you know, they're controlled by sponsors. They're a publicly traded company. 
And, you know, they, they can't get the heat that we can get on the independent level because they'll lose, they'll lose sponsors and thus they could lose a TV and all that. And so, I mean, someone else would surely pick them up, but you know what I'm saying? They, it's just like it, it's different for them, and I recognize that. I'm, I'm sure if it wasn't the case, you know, but the last time they tried something that maybe resonated on this kind of level was in, with a character by the name of Muhammad Hussan. Right. This is like in 2003. Yeah, if you remember that, you know, they, the UPN said, nope, no more, and that was it. And, I mean, so they more work on putting smiles on people's faces. I mean, I wish they... Yeah, it's not my place to really say, you know, I don't really have thoughts on WWE creative. I, I you know, I pay attention to what's going on and, and look at the performance of the guys. You know, there's guys I have tons of respect and admiration for, or, and, you know, still guys there on the roster that I watch when I was younger. And, um, you know, so a lot of respect. I'd, I'd love to have a televised match on WWE television. Um, not really not my call. Now, the last question I have is just plain and simple. Is there anything in Appalachian country that gets you more heat than saying, for example, that you don't believe that people should be able to have guns or that you don't support the Second Amendment? Is there anything out there that gets you more heat than that? Coal. Coal. We are in coal country, man, and it's – coal is not just like – an industry here, it's a way of life. You know, granddaddy did it, daddy did it, I'm going to do it. I know I'm probably going to get sick doing it. I know I'm probably going to die doing it or, or could, you know, could, you know, get seriously hurt doing it. But, you know, but I'm proud to do it. And I'm attacking, you know, I'm in favor of clean energy over coal. And that's a, the, so oh, they don't yeah. take it. It's, it's an attack on their way of life. And, uh, you know, I have thoughts on it. My my thoughts on that are like you know it's a finite resource it's not it's not good and if it's getting you killed like let's move on to something else I don't I think it would be ignorant I mean this is the objective part of me and why I think it's you know it comes across real it's like talk to me about it I don't think you should just shut the minds down to me that'd be the equivalent of just repealing Obamacare which now they're of course talking about in the Senate. <laughs> just repealing it because healthcare is healthcare. Who needs it? Um, so it's just you know I, I think there should be a transition, and you know to say you know I, and I think you have to understand the areas here to understand how that that can, transition could be done. But, I mean the world is moving away from coal. Ch- you know China is a place where big exporters of coal to, and I mean they're moving away from it. So I mean let's think ahead and think big picture. You know, and that gets you booed out the gym. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I, I don't get into that kind of specifics, but just you know, being anti-coal, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's real. It's real heat, man. It's real heat. You know, with, with all the national attention, there there are guys around who are doing the the reverse gimmick. You have guys like Sam Adonis doing the Trump gimmick. Has anybody reached out to you try to make that you know the huge liberal progressive against you know the Trump guy match anywhere uh, in the country? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's been some talks, and um, both both parties are, are trying to work it out because the time is now, man. I mean, you know, Sam, uh, you know, Sam came onto the national scene. Uh, you know, I I knew about him before. You know, it's a friend of mine actually who I'd, I did a movie extra role last year, and a friend I'd made on the set, she sent me an article about him 
months ago, maybe even late last year. And so I, I knew who he was. And and now people know who I am. And it's like, and, and now when, you know, a lot of times you'll see a link to his story on mine, like you'll see it on BBC's website, BBC America. You know, you see my two-and-a-half-minute piece, and you'll see uh, the next, next related video. Yeah, you may also enjoy, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, I would love to do it. I, um, and to any independent promoter out there, like, book this match, man, because you're not going to just get, you know, progressive liberal versus, uh, you know, the Trump supporting Sam Adonis. I mean, you're have national media attention on this. I, I would, I would venture to say. Oh, it would go. Are you listening, Sean Creedle? Yeah, right. Yeah, MCW. It's time to make this happen. There's no right. doubt, man. Yeah, I mean, are you listening to anyone? Put it on the Today Show. We'll do it. <laughs> oh my God! Could you imagine? Could you imagine yeah, they do the match on? I'll say last week tonight. Oh, that would be the perfect place. That would be the first put, put Look, I, you know, I had Colt Bear's uh, producer contact me, like, I think on the, t- you know, this broke on Monday of last week, so that was, what, June the 26th, I think on the 27th, when Colbert's producers reached out to me, it, it hadn't gone past it, and, and granted, I know where, you know, there's a lot of news of Trump's, you know, stupid tweets and stuff <laughs> last week, and now we're in one of the slowest news weeks of the year because of the holiday, but, like, you know, put it, put that match on there. I mean, uh, you know, we're Sam and I are both open. That's awesome. Business. I would imagine. You know, I can't speak for him, but I'm pretty sure he would. Yeah, it'd be it's stupid not to. That's for sure. He'd be stupid not to be. Yeah, he might support people on the right, but I don't think he's that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he is Daniel Richard, the progressive liberal. Um, he's on Twitter. You can follow him there at Progress Lib 804. Yeah, um, thank you. Well, let's get any. What other things? I know we'll plug. I know we're pro again before you got go. But what else can we plug for you personally? Um, Facebook dot com backslash p l as in progressive liberal Daniel Richards. Um, so backslash p l Daniel Richards, and also I have links on both page on both my Twitter and my um, Facebook for uh, you know a couple of T shirts we put out. Um, so. Buy my shirt, support the cause. <laughs> <laughs> this, this liberal has bills and, and debt just like anyone else. That's you know? awesome, man. That's awesome. And don't forget, August 18th, Nova Pro Wrestling, cool for the summer at the Annandale Volunteer Fire Department. Get your tickets, novaprowrestling.tumblr.com. Um, bro, congratulations. Like, hey, you know, thanks, guys. This, this is what every, awesome. every guy working is trying to get the type of heat that you're getting right now. And, um, it's very, very cool to see. We appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us. I know it's been crazy busy for you, uh, but we will see you at Nova Pro, man. Hey, man, look forward to uh, meeting you guys in person, and, uh, you know, such an honor. Thanks so much. That guy. Uh, it's very cool. Um, I, we don't do, we're try, I don't want us to be a political show, so, you know, I don't want to do crazy with this, but his bit is incredible. It's really incredible. Uh, it's clearly working. It's getting exactly what he wants to get in those parts of the country. And as I said, and, what, and we've heard it a thousand times. The best way to make a character in wrestling is to turn yourself up. Oh no, correct. Whoever you are, because and that's it's clearly who he is. That's he's not hiding from the fact that I'm 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 liberal. This is the way that I feel. So it's easy for me to do this. I just he's kind of made a caricature of himself and and, and it's great it's, it's old school it's i don't care about selling merch i don't care about you know getting over with great matches no, i just i want to be booed right. this my is what i want to do right, to i want them to hate me. me yep no question about it and it is working 
Uh, so appreciate him doing that, and uh, we'll see him at Nova Pro in August. Uh, let's wind down for this week's show. Let's get into the quick count. Uh, three stories we have another opportunity to talk about that we need to. Uh, we need to go off the reservation a, a lot, kind of. Um, but let's start. I, I did not. I know this was a huge weekend for New Japan. I know about Kenny Omega. I know a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on. But, Aaron, what do we need to know about what happened this weekend with New Japan? You know, it was, it was a great two shows, great two nights. Uh the first night, I actually I didn't get to watch it live because stupid Comcast doesn't have access. I did to see you tweeting about that. I was really mechanic. bitter yeah, about I that. Saw that. I ended up watching it a little bit later on, um, and of course because it was New Japan putting on, you know, not all of their biggest guys, but most of the guys. And were where there. were these shows? Uh, in Long Beach, the Long oh. Beach Convention okay. Center right. uh, in California. Uh, it was a few thousand people. I, I think I don't know the exact number. It was a few thousand people there. Um, apparently, the merch lines were just how did, absolutely. How did insane. Billy Gunn look? Awful. Everyone just said that. How old is Billy Gunn? Old. <laughs> I mean, like. I, so, uh, I think it was Brian Alvarez made a joke that, uh, Josh Matthews could say for one night he had a better match than Tanahashi. Oh, wow. Uh, Billy Gunn is 53 years old, so. Actually, he said Borish, excuse me. Borish had the better yeah. match than Tanahashi. Um, uh, the, the first night, the Okada Cody match was very, very good and it continued the, the growing dissension between Cody and Kenny Omega, Omega yeah. at the top of the Bullet Club, which is going to be a very compelling angle. Um, they had War Machine win the IWGP tag titles over Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, the big news about night two, other than Kenny Omega winning the, the IWGP US title, was Ricochet showed up. Uh, and this was a big thing because there was a lot of talk that Lucha Underground and AAA would not allow him to appear on any televised shows in America. That's not Lucha Underground. And that's been a big thing for a while because he tried to go to the CWC, tried to do things. But his contract runs through the end of the season for Lucha Underground. And he, he cut a promo basically saying, uh, you know, some underground fight club wouldn't let me do it and really cut hmm. down Lucha Underground. So that was kind of the big non-wrestling thing there was Ricochet showed up and presumably he's going to be looking at Japan are, when okay. the contract runs out. I did, Are there rumors out there that that New Japan has spoken to CM Punk about joining the Bullet Club? I have not seen that. Okay. I, I saw from a weird internet, like a site that I had no idea if it had any Repu- what, what? reputability. That what, and all they do you were remember saying, what site would it I don't. Okay. And all I remember them saying is there have been rumors. It wasn't even them like this site. Yeah. All I remembered seeing is there have been rumors about New Japan speaking to CM Club Punk about the. I'm like, I feel like if that was true, I would have heard about that by it, now. If it's true, it might be something along the lines of the Young Bucks and CM Punk tweeted at each other type okay. situation. Right. I, I don't know that that's true. I've definitely not heard any credible rumors about that. And, okay. Uh, as awesome as that would be, I would be somewhat surprised. Is there surprised. such thing as a credible rumor? Yes, there are such things as credible rumors. I mean, I think it depends on who the source of the rumor is. Like, some people put things out as rumors because they're not allowed to put them out. Like, I'll, I'll, here, I'll, I'll do this. This is a, here's an inside baseball thing, right? Like, we cover football. I have sources that'll say, I'll give you stuff, but you can never attack. Like, you know how this unnamed sources or whatever? Yeah. But because somebody knows, other reporters know who your sources are. So if I report something and say a source tells me blank, there's going to be a boatload of people who know who my source is, and he might get fired. So instead of me saying a source tells me, I might just roll it out there and say, have you ever thought about this? And I have knowledge of something, and I'm sharing it, but I can't report it and say I have a source who has told me this 
or else the people that know who my source is are literally going to end up getting the guy fired. So, and I do this within the world of football. I, I can, I, I can tell you that I have directly done that because I covered the Ravens as a beat reporter for a few years. I did that directly where I would throw something out as a rumor that I knew very well was not a rumor. I knew it was true, but I couldn't say that because I needed to protect people. So depend- And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet. Every rumor is not that. I understand that. Is there no, such we're not. Thing is a credible rumor. Well, I think there. I think depending on who it comes from. I think if I'm trying to make a wrestling comparison, if, so, if some jerk on Reddit says something right. that yeah, crazy, that's not a rumor. Right? If Brian Alvarez says he's heard word, you know, he's heard, you know talk or something right. like that, so then, rumors that something happened, then yes, that's a little bit more credible because we know the people that Brian Alvarez are talking to are different from the people that random people on Reddit are talking right. to. Right, and, and he's just not rolling something out there for S's and giggles to have fun with it. I mean, like, there is... Mm-hmm. So then how do situations like yesterday I heard Gordon Hayward signed with the Celtics, how do situations like that happen if all people who because have it was credibility a, become well, rumors? Well, that, that, was fake on, up, that was a fake account on Twitter. No, no, no. Somebody actually, Chris Haynes, reported it, and he was right. right. Eventually that, but there, there was another one right before that that oh, yeah, there was that. a I fake account. I yeah, can't, I can't help you with that. But, like, I, there's this belief that, like, reporters would just throw, throw something out there for fun. Like, they wouldn't do that. Like, credible ones. Um, I, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. I think it depends on the source of the rumor. That's all. Anyway, I, the moral of all this is that nobody has any knowledge of CM Punk being no. spoken to New no. Japan. All right, great, wonderful. Let's move on. Uh, I thought that the the biggest news of the weekend uh, was at Slammiversary, and that's D'Angelo Williams. Well, yeah. Had one of the greatest first matches I've ever seen for anybody. I mean, he looked really good. He was incredible. He's an athlete. He's an well, athlete. We've seen bro. plenty of athletes stumble on their face in their first matches. But how, not how many that actually like are fans of and understand the business. Yeah, I think it is a little bit different with D'Angelo Williams. Although now, again, as um, Josh Matthews pointed out last week, and as you guys talked about, Sean Merriman couldn't do it, right? And Sean Merriman legitimate likes wrestling. Like he's a wrestling fan. Um, no, but there's a there's a difference. We all know there's a difference between a wrestling fan, as in somebody who, if wrestling's on, I'll watch it. Right. And a wrestling fan that's like, it's Monday at eight o'clock. I'm in front of my television. And that's D'Angelo Williams. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Right. There's a difference there. The guy legitimately travels to every WrestleMania. Um right. Like he's Gary Barnage was managing him by the which way, which is really cool. A, a, yeah. fr- a, a former guest here on uh, Jobbing Out, Gary Barnage, who a lot of people think might end up with the Ravens this season. It would make sense. Uh, they just and, uh, lost Dennis Pitta. Unfortunately, uh, for D'Angelo Williams, he almost broke his neck, though. Now well, that, and this is the interest. I thought when this happened, it was because D'Angelo Williams had like decided, I'm done with football. I thought I remember like one of the initial reports about him going to Impact right. was like he had decided he was moving on. I didn't realize until we talked to Josh Matthews, this was just, I'm going to strategically decide to do this now before I try to sign somewhere this season. Now, he came out of it fine, and he should still be able to sign somewhere. Yep. It, every team's needs and you know, like right. Somebody at some need point in August, right. he's going. There, someone's going to come to him. So it's okay, but that's a that's a hell of a risk to take if you were still planning on playing football. I I think that with with how well it went, with how much praise he's receiving, I'm not saying he should walk away from the NFL. He has a good backup now. Oh, I think yeah. he can. I think we're talking about a guy who cannot just be passable in the ring, but who could legitimately be, be a, a star. star. Yeah. 
I agree with that. I absolutely agree. I, he looked great. I mean, he really did look for, great. For a guy who but supposedly had only been training for two months. Though. I've never – this is a goofy thing. I've been trying to get in touch with him, right? And I've got – I know a lot of people that know him, and, like, nobody's got his number. And AJ is someone who's a football player and a, kind of a media whore. Um, typically, guys – Guys that are really good talkers like doing a lot of media, right? Ver- Vernon Davis, for example, is clearly a great talker, right? Yeah. He loves – like, I've had Vernon Davis on 12 different shows that I've done, right? Um, you know, Tori's a great talker. Tori loves doing – like, guys, you know, when somebody calls you, AJ, you typically say, yes, I'm happy to come on your show, right? Like, I, you, yep. you like doing it. It's weird to me that D'Angelo isn't that way. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a lot of friends in Charter, like, dude, he doesn't do shows. He doesn't do, and it's not like, I don't do shows because F you, you need to pay me. He just doesn't want to do it. Um, so that's a weird thing, and I don't know if it means he can't talk, or, you know, like, I don't know any of that. But, I expected- It's just weird, it's just weird to me to see him, I mean, he hasn't been on the Indies for 10 years, so why do people like him? I mean, you make a fair point. I think, Honestly, I think I think if it had gone worse, like, you would have well, had people like, complaining. Like, right. like if t- like tomorrow, yeah. Oh, oh, so if he puts on a good match, nobody <laughs> nobody should. <laughs> is that the argument? I'm saying that I'm saying that after two months, a good match? <sighs> I'm saying, and and this is I'm not saying anything negative about these guys because both of these two are wonderful. Just get to the part where you say Roman Reigns is great so we can move on, please. Can you just say... Can I, I say it? Can you just say Roman Reigns is Roman's, great? Roman Reigns is great. I'm saying D'Angelo okay. Williams, for a guy who has trained for two on. months, has had better than most of the indie favorites in their first match who had been training for a year or more before yeah, that. I don't, and obviously, again, he's an athlete, so there's something... It's not like he's never trained in anything before. you know. Right. Like, um, he looked great. He looked great. And we'll see. I don't disagree with you. I think... You know, the, the, the only question I have is, is WWE so I petty? I know for a fact, if he signed with WWE tomorrow right, and had a fucking knockout drag down match with Roderick Strong and he won the match, people would, people as of right now would probably cheer. But every other person liked that because they, 99% of people like that, they would boo out of the building. And that doesn't make sense to me yeah. because... Fans pick and choose when they like people and when they don't, and that's stupid. I know. I'm aware. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. You keep bringing it up to us. Like, I want, you want me to fight with you. I'm not going to fight with I'm you. I'm not bringing it up to you. All I'm right. bringing it up to common knowledge All because right. we have people that right. listen to this show that fall in that category. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, that being said, the only question I have is, is WWE so petty that because he did his first match somewhere else, they would say, well, we're not going to, you know, we don't get the first match out of this. We don't, you know, it's okay. We'll pass. No. I don't think so, so, but I, I wonder if he's because he does have that first match. Like, if, if he was offered contracts from both, if he wouldn't pick. Yeah, I don't think. He's been, Probably a, life, he's not. been a lifelong WWE fan. Yeah. Probably not, but I do wonder if there's a little bit there. All right. All right. Uh, and finally, last week, there was this really weird thing that, like, n- we nobody was talking about until after it happened, right? Like, WWE didn't hype this. They didn't come out last Sunday and say, this is going to be a historic week for us. They only started addressing it after it occurred. 
which I'm fine which with. Makes me think, which makes me think they didn't even realize it until I, after. Isn't that the like? Isn't that a weird like? I you you genuinely, if they knew they were doing this, I would have thought that they would have spent five days promoting it. You know what I mean? Like, if women's they, week in WWE. If they knew they were doing three women's main events in a row. That they would have spent so much time promoting, like what you know, like patting themselves on the back, all that type of. It's weird that you didn't start hearing them talk about it until after NXT last week, and it was like Triple H sent out a tweet like, "Whoa, all three. I'm like, "Oh yeah, all three shows did have women's main events. Like, that's crazy. Which is cool that that can happen, and nobody makes a big deal about it. Like, that's the first cool thing is that. You can have three straight women's main events in one week on WWE programming, and nobody really batted an eye. Like, yeah, sure, right? They were all credible. Like, of course you had three straight women's main events. Like, why is that a big deal? That's a good thing. You know, yeah. like, that's a great thing. But it's, it's still weird to me that they didn't know it in advance, and they didn't try to promote it as though it was no. going to be something that they were trying to make a big I, deal I think I don't think they knew the Raw main event until Monday, Monday afternoon or Monday yeah. morning yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, it finished with NXT. And the last woman standing. They call it a last man standing. I don't even remember what they called it. They call it last man standing or last woman standing. Uh, I, last woman standing. Yeah, it was they last, woman. last woman standing. Yeah. Okay. They had a last woman standing match for the title between Asuka and one Nikki Cross. And it was great. Of course it was great because yes. they're great. And it ended with one of the better women spots I think we've ever seen in the history of WWE programming. I mean, that was a massive, massive spot. I mean, that's that was it. That's a massive spot no matter who's performing it at the end of the match. And Asuka wins again. So Asuka tweets. Here it is. Uh, she tweeted, I believe it was two days ago, still unstoppable, still untouchable, still undefeated. I'll be back to NXT once you find a worthy opponent. And it's a picture of a beach. Where do you go? I mean, I, I, I don't bring this up because I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I think Asuka's great, and I think there's a lot of great women on NXT right now. Like, whatever concerns you had, I, Ember Moon is fantastic. And that's what, is, is this just she's going to be off a month and Ember's going to return right. and that's the worthy opponent? Right. Or do you think that there's something bigger that they're trying to build to, and that's why she sends out a tweet like this? Like, they have something in mind, whatever that is. My, page going well, back my, to my, NXT. My first thought was that it will be it would be the winner of the Mae Young Classic. But, but how is that someone more credible? Well, than... but the other thing is that's not ending until after Takeover, and would they right. not have Asuka at Takeover? Not a chance. So my guess is that it'll simply be Ember stepping up, saying I'm the credible one, and you needed to not cheat. But you I think they to... should have it be Paige. I think it should be Paige. I I, th- I think that could be good. I don't think that will happen. You just think it's they have too much to gain. If she's going to be on, then she needs to be on main programming. I mean, she already is a multi-time. I understand that, but I also think that like her, her like kind of punk rock character, you know what I mean, like or whatever you want to call it, goth, whatever that is, like kind of character, could sell that she thinks that beating Asuka is far more important than anything that she could do. And frankly, the truth is, it is, like. You think there's not more value right now in being the first to beat Asuka than there is in winning another main television women's belt? I mean, like to to her, you could sell that, but 
I don't think anybody would buy that. Really? I, I, I think, I think in the wrestling world you could buy it. It's obviously, it doesn't apply to the real world. So there's more money in winning the women's right, title and everything. But, but, right. but as far as a storyline, you could absolutely sell that storyline. I'm telling you, I think that, that she, and her character it works for. Like, of anybody, I think her character is the one. But then here's the problem. Here's the problem why that wouldn't work because then it would be stupid internet fans and trolls and weirdos that live in their mom's basement would then go on Twitter and talk about how WWE is punishing Paige for her being exposed by a hacker and her sex, and that's why she went down to NXT. I think the bigger complaint would be... Even if if that is the truth, which it wouldn't be, but that would become the big Right, there's something there. I understand what you're saying. There's something there. I, I, I think the bigger complaint would be... Page is already Page. Why wouldn't you know? As far as the person to beat Oscar, why wouldn't you let Ember Moon? Why wouldn't you let one of these other women do it? I, I, by the way, she doesn't have to win. Oh, you just—that's the goofy part. She doesn't have to win. Like you can yeah. still have I Oscar. She would. I didn't assume she would win. I would right. think that she would. You absolutely. I think that it's a. I think that for a one time, if we're talking about an opponent for Takeover, I think Page is great. Because you could even you can sell part of it being I got to work my way back I want to have you know before I get and I have the opportunity to beat Oscar. Now first of all I don't know if Paige can wrestle I don't know if they want to have Paige wrestle or if they just want her contract to run up and right. let her walk and away. That, that's, that's my biggest thing is I don't think they want her especially not in a high profile position. She's showing up to well, impact, when Paige comes know. back she's going to be in a high profile. Well that's what I'm saying is which why I don't think that. So you don't think she's ever going to be on TV again. On WWE TV. If I had to bet right now, I would say, at least not in this con, obviously later on in life, sure. But I, I'd say. Okay, well, that's, a this, that's a completely different thing. Right, I know. Well, and, and, my, and by the way, I think it's a huge mistake on their part. Absolutely. Uh, if that's what they're doing, I think it's a massive mistake. Paige is a star. She's a superstar. Yes, you gotta get. Do past, we know she wants to wrestle for WWE? That, and that's, again, she yeah. might be, hey, you know, my husband is. Who, the champion. I'm, right. I'm showing up to I want to be over there. Yeah. Right, go F yourself. Maybe that's the way that she feels. But she does have a contract. That that matters. Yeah. Like you can't just not honor your contract and 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 live to tell about it. Like you know that doesn't work that way. So I'm this is my suggestion. I have no reason to think that's something they're considering. But my suggestion is you want to set up something big for Asuka at Takeover. Paige is perfect. She's perfect for that role. I think that's what she should do. I think it's credible. It's even way different than Mickey James. Paige actually was on NXT. Like. Has reason to care about NXT. Has it matters to her. It's not just an odd. We need somebody for one match. You can actually make it work in a storyline that it's a you could big deal. I, I just don't do. think that would ever happen. I hear yeah. you. I mean, there's a million reasons why it wouldn't, and there's a million. But I stand by the fact that it would be amazing. And it wouldn't suck. No, it definitely <laughs> wouldn't suck. It would be great, and it'd be great for all parties involved. All right, uh, we good? That cover everything. Yep. Yep. Let's get some plugs in. AJ, tell everybody about uh, uh, Frank and tell everybody about the Francis Sports Academy. Yeah, so uh, you know, I got um, a single still on iTunes right now, YBMP, right thing, European. You can check them out. Um, just search Frank, F-A-R-N, Scent Sign. Uh, check them out. They're on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, whatever, Pandora, Google Play, whatever way that you listen to music, it's on there. Um, I uh, Also, my dad... We'll be back training uh, for uh, football, I mean, basketball training this Sunday in Maryland. So, you know, you can go to Francis underscore sports 
or uh, on Twitter or on Instagram and um, learn more information there. You can go to FrancisSportsAcademy.com to get more information. Um, we're just out here trying to, you know, trying to do big things. Shout out, shout out, uh, OTA, OTA on the way. I heard uh, rumors that uh, he considered not going back to coaching and instead just going into a career of father and son karaoke singing. That is also true. Yeah, I if heard that. If you go, if you go to my uh, the Francis Sports uh, Instagram or my Twitter account, AJ Francis four one zero, it's videos of us, you know, shutting the shit down. Uh, that's what I saw. Shut it, that's shut what it I saw. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? That was Bruno cool. Mars. I, you know, I'm a karaoke legend. Uh, my <laughs> legend. For, my fucking my the, a fucking microphone I've held in the past should be hanging in the rafters of every karaoke joint I've ever fucking went to, because uh, I shut that shit down every time I go. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. You guys should check out the video for sure. That's cool. Uh, Did you ever go to EJ's Landing for karaoke night, AJ, or was that still open when you were at school? Nah, I'm not old as fuck like you. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, uh, what's coming up, Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone? Oh, I guess we should do the other yeah. thing. Yeah, I am at the AOster on Twitter. Out. The show is at Jobbing Out Show. The email is jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. I got a couple things coming up, or I'm hoping uh, I'm going to work on some stuff with the May Young Classic. I've been to talk to uh, one or two people from that. And then I have a uh, Battleground-related article I'm hoping will come together before Battleground. So All right. Got those good. coming. Uh, are we doing anything on Sunday? Oh, great point. We should go to Jimmy's. I'd like to go to Jimmy's on Sunday if we could for Great Balls of Fire. I haven't been in a minute. I always like being at Jimmy's. Uh, God bless those people. Let, let's go. And you never know who's might. This is the crazy thing about Jimmy's. You literally don't know who's going to be there. The last time we went there, Leo Rush was just there hanging out, like watching the show. I know they had Raw recently, and Rikishi and Jimmy Hart were just hanging out watching Raw with everybody recently. So why don't we go to Jimmy's on Sunday night? Let's go to Jimmy's. All right. If you guys are interested in being on our uh, trivia team uh, for Sunday night for Great Balls of Fire at Jimmy's, uh, shoot us a note, uh, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter or whatever and say, hey, I want to go be a part of your team because AJ can't make it, um, obviously, because he's in Orlando. So come help us represent for jobbing out. Actually, I'll be in uh, I'll be in Miami. I, I'm, heard you, I'm oh, sure you guys heard about I heard you guys uh, heard about JJ, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. passing away. His, uh, his celebration... His celebration of life is is on Sunday, and then afterwards we're gonna watch pay per view. So that's exactly how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Dude, dude was that's a great exactly dude. How. So we yeah, will we will we will not um we will not make fun of you for that for not being there yeah. on Sunday night because uh, I, I hear you. But for the rest of you, come out and join us at Jimmy's on Sunday night. All right, come out and do that. We might actually win since AJ's not gonna be here. <laughs> Uh, uh, Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. Also, uh, I can continue my string of figuring out a way to include some, writing something about pro wrestling. Uh, you guys don't know who this is. There's a kid named Bubba Fairman. He's the number one lacrosse recruit in the country and is coming to the University of Maryland next year to be a I freshman. Know who he is. You do? Because did you see what he yeah, did? He, oh, the yeah, RKO. The in the All American game, he delivered an RKO. So I, I talked to him. I did an interview with him and we talked about uh, doing the RKO and that, that's at pressboxonline.com. So you can check is it out. Is he a marker or is this? No, not a fan at all. Not even remotely a wrestling man, which is very disappointing. I was like really excited about that. He just grew, he just grew up in the Vine era when RKO. Right, correct. Yeah. That's exactly what, well, and apparently it's not even that. He literally was trying to figure out, he wanted to do something. And someone and the night suggest- the night before, like he and a buddy were just watching YouTube stuff and they were like, oh, we'll do this. Yeah, that was all it was. Sounds but, like, well, this sounds like Kerrigan doing the HBK pose. Right, after, it's not even yeah. a wrestling fan. Yep. I'm like, what the hell? But no, I I still wrote about it there. You can check it out at pressboxonline.com. All right, very good. Uh, oh, by the way, I did finally get an answer back. For those of you that have asked about the uh, Josh Matthews D'Angelo Williams bet that Josh told us about last week, 
he said they did not decide a winner. Which what? kind of pisses mm. me off, right? Like, mm. that's a, that's a real no sell from two professional wrestlers. That they said that all I got back is, uh, ask your listeners to decide for us. We couldn't, uh, our guy couldn't make a decision. Okay, listeners. You, so, you, so there's your, what, you, what, what was, which tag match was better? Right. Was it D'Angelo's match or, or Josh Matthews match? Yes. That's what we want to know. Shoot us a note on Twitter at the Jobbing Out Show and let us know how you feel about we'll, it. We'll put it up on Twitter and we'll ask. Uh, uh, we'll do a poll? Yeah, we'll do All a right, poll. Very good. Excellent. All right. Uh, so make sure you go there at Jobbing Out Show. For, oh, thanks again to Steve Miggs. Thanks also, of course, to the liberal progressive for Aaron Oster and for the main event. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben Jobbing Out. Here we go.